Hello. What are you doing? You're Jorah Mormont. The only son of Jorah Mormont. My name is Samuel Tarley. Sworn brother of the Night's Watch. Training to serve as maester at Castle Black. I knew your father. I was with him when he died. You're not dying today, Sir Jorah. Hello, welcome once again to You Know Nothing, Jon Snow, a Game of Thrones podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and with me in the state of Michigan. This is Eric. Eric, how are you, sir? I'm well. Excellent. And in the state of New York? This is are Mike. You on, are you still on the road, or are you in New York? No, I'm in New York. I'm home now. I've been home for about two and a half hours. Oh, there you go. Very well. And uh, this is a Game of Thrones podcast where we discuss weekly... Um, each episode of HBO's Game of Thrones. This is season seven, and we are going to discuss episode two, critique and review and make guesses and assumptions and all that other good stuff. Uh, now, uh, do we... Oh, actually, uh, we can be found. We can be found on www.darkdiscussions.com, and the reason for that is because this is a spinoff podcast to Dark Discussions, and so we use Dark Discussions Facebook group. We use darkdiscussions at AOL.com for email, which we do have one email tonight, and so forth. Uh, before we get into the podcast, uh, Eric, you do another podcast with your buddy Dan. I do. It's called the Scancy Podcast, spelled A-S-K-A-N-C-I-T-Y. It's a general interest podcast, and you can find it on Google Play, Stitcher, and the iTunes Store. And Mike, besides doing Dark Discussions podcast in this podcast with myself and Eric, you also have a genre blog. Yes, it's called Unnatural Selections, www.unnaturalselections.com. And Dark Discussions uh, and You Know Nothing, Jon Snow, a Game of Thrones podcast can be both be found on Google, Stitcher, and iTunes, or Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes under their own feeds or together. So if you just want to listen to You Know Nothing, Jon Snow, a Game of Thrones podcast, simply search for You Know Nothing, Jon Snow, a Game of Thrones podcast. But... If you want to hear us also weekly discuss genre films, uh, such as everything from Alien Covenant all the way to independent cinema, such as the Polish-language film The Lore, you can which also... Is coming, which is coming out on, on Criterion. Criterion. Yes, it is. Holy crap. Really? It yes. sure is. Oh, my yep. God. That's a great film. And anyway, That's an okay uh, film. <laughs> it, it depends on your perspective. But either way... Um, uh, you don't know things you want to know. Game of Thrones podcast can also be found on the Dark Discussions feed, and that too can be found on Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher. Uh, now, uh, anything uh, anybody wanted to bring up, general news related to Game of Thrones or whatnot? Anyone? Well, uh, we do have a couple of other podcasts that are on uh, cable series. We have uh, Bullets, Brothers, and Bots on Westworld and. Uh, uh, Searching for American Gods on Force American Gods. And we just had Comic-Con this weekend, and I don't know if there was any news about American Gods or Game of Thrones this weekend, but they did have a 
a preview trailer released for Westworld Season 2. So if anyone listens to our Westworld podcast or just watches the Westworld series, uh, that is coming back in 2018, and they do have some footage out for it already. Nothing that really reveals much of anything. It's all a teaser, but it's coming if you want to taste. Um, also, uh, I, I also, sorry, Phil, I just wanted to throw in here that uh, uh, one of the people, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> one of the people that was out there with the whole uh, Westworld cast uh, doing appearances was Shannon Woodward, who played the role of Elsie. So maybe she's not dead. I'm holding out hope. Oh, very good. Uh, and for Game of Thrones, uh, they were also at uh, Comic-Con. Uh, Sophie Turner was there, Alfie Allen, uh, the individual that plays uh, Varys, uh, the individual that plays Brienne, the individual that plays Grey Worm, the individual that <laughs> Sophie plays... Sophie Turner's the only one that has an actual fucking name. No, Alfie Allen. I said Alfie <laughs> Allen, too. Um, and, and, the, and the woman who plays um, uh, Melisandre uh, as well was there. And they did play a trailer for tonight, the episode we're going to discuss tonight prior to its release. But now we, we know what was going on. For, uh, but, Mike, you're going to say something. Yeah, and I will tell you who was not there is, uh, was Richard Brake, who plays the Night King, uh, because he was at Scares the Care weekend this past weekend. And um, I tried cool. to get an interview with him, but basically he, pl- he turned me down politely because he, doesn't, because he can't say anything. You know, he, he's like, I can't really say anything about Game of Thrones, and I wasn't going to really pushing him for spoilers, uh, but honestly, he never had a free minute that I was around, nor did anyone else I was interested in getting an interview with, uh, but, so I didn't, unfortunately, get any interviews this weekend, but I tried. Oh, all right, very well. Uh, yep, because you were uh, in, at the Skiz of Care, um, so that, that's... Uh... Uh, unfortunate you weren't able to talk to him, but it doesn't surprise me that he was swamped because of uh, Game of Thrones and the mo- just last year's release of Rob Zombie's movie 31, which he became kind of a cult uh, hero in a sense because of that film. Yeah, he uh, the, the three geek things that I think people... And he has a very long IMDb page, but the three geeky things, nerdy things people would know him as would be the Night King in Game of Thrones, would be his Doomhead, the final assassin in 31... And he also played Joe Chill, who uh, the the crook who murders Bruce Wayne's parents in Batman Begins. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes, you're right. I remember that. Um, now, uh, uh, Ed Shireen had to close down his Twitter account. He didn't have to. He chose to. He chose to because he was getting uh, harassed, I guess, because of Game of Thrones. He claims. Oh. That's not, he claims that's not the reason why. He said he'd been planning on doing it for a while, and it just happened to coincide with the airing of his episode of Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. I uh, don't know, but uh, okay, I'll take his word for it. Well, and this is why people are pricks, because let, let me let me say I don't know this person at all. Um, I also wouldn't be able to spot Kim Kardashian in a lineup, so I'm, I'm completely out of the, the, the loop. Um, but I understand his face is all over the place in England. Uh, and I can understand, like, if, I don't know, uh, Howard Stern popped up in the middle of an episode uh, in an obvious cameo it would take me out of an out of the show too so i can understand people being upset by his appearance but it's not his fault he was invited on the show mm-hmm. they chose to put his face right there in front of the camera and as a popular musician made him sing a song that's on the showrunners it's not on the performer 
Yeah, it was. It was. It was gig. He accepted the gig. It was for for Macy Williams. It was her birthday, and they did it as a, a joke for her. Is what I, to, I was told. But like they did it with Coldplay for was it the Red Wedding mm-hmm. that they have? But they had them like in makeup and scraggly beards, and you know, up in the rafters. So was it the Red Wedding or was it the Purple Wedding? I think it was a red wedding. Oh, you're right. It was the Icelandic guy. I think that was for the purple wedding. But anyway, continue. but yeah. But it was, it, my point is being that it, it was just, those were cameos that they arranged and they filmed in such a way that I, to me, I thought they were un, they were unobtrusive. This was a decision on the. And if you're whatever his name is, uh, you assume that the producers know what they're doing and will do things in a way that will be not obnoxious. And it apparently it turned out to be something that was obnoxious. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't even know it was him until the next day because I, I never has seen the individual, and I didn't think it was distracting at all because, like you said, Mike, if if you don't know the individual, it wouldn't have, you know he looked like any of the other actors that happened to be there. Um, I, I, Eric, I, I am waiting for the 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 next uh, musical guest though uh, because I hear that um, or that Katy Perry may be joining the cast oh, and, Jesus. And, and, and 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 she's going to be doing. Uh, a scene in Baelish's brothel, I heard. Whatever. It's a joke. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but that would be awesome to see her in a... No, no, it wouldn't. A brothel scene? I don't care for Katy Perry. Another person I wouldn't know if I ran her over. I thought you actually liked Katy Perry, Eric. Uh, she's nice to look at, but I find her rather annoying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Yeah. But I thought that was a good one line, but I guess it didn't work out. Yeah. Because she's good looking in a brothel. Know no, your audience, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, I tried. I tried. I thought it was a good one, Marlon. Anyway, um, now um, let's see what else. Any other news? I don't. I don't think I. I knew anything. The only the Ed Machine thing I wanted to bring up because that was curious. Um, oh, oh, I will say something. This. Um, so the, last year and earlier this year, there was a big quote-unquote scandal that some Reddit users released the entire uh, spoil, like all these spoilers for this season. And um, uh, so Wait, I... What are you I, talking I, about now? Well, well, there was a Reddit user, I forget the name, uh, po- came on twice. What he, what he or she did was post all these spoilers for se- season seven then they quit Reddit, and then they rejoined it about a couple months later and reposted all these spoilers. Mm-hmm. And if you want to search, you can find these spoilers easily because there's articles that have been written about it. And um, see, episode one f- came true, and episode two was right on mark. So it appears that these spoilers are true, and a few actors uh, have both said bad good things about it. Like, uh, I forget who said that, but they said that's unfortunate that someone did this that was close to the production. And then Brianne, the woman that plays Brianne, said that it's no big deal because, you know, it shows that people are that curious. You know, like it's like Christmas. You know, you, you want to sneak and look in, in the box type of thing. So, uh, it appears that, that all the spoilers for season seven are out there. And it appears, based off the first two episodes, everything has been predicted uh, correctly, uh, well, well, I, I think I don't. And it's, I, and it's true because I, I I went and checked all the spoilers. Of course you did, <laughs> yes. because you are weak. Yes, but I, I, but I don't look. 
but here's the thing. Nobody, I, like, I have a problem, like, after, uh, like, the opening weekend for uh, Force, Awak- Force Awakens, um, first thing of, in, in the morning in school, a student steps in my room, plants his foot in the doorway, and shouts out, So-and-so dies! And it's like, why would you do that? You know, he, he, I mean, I mean if you didn't want, yeah, if you didn't want to know that, you know, he made it, so you, you heard it one way or another. Right, that, that which, wasn't which is you, being a dick. That wasn't right. you searching for these spoilers. Right, and if some, so somebody on Reddit, it's one thing, you know, if, I don't know how they posted it, but they do like a, you know, like a message board, right? That's how Reddit yes. works. So yeah, you get yeah. threads, and so like if he just in, goes into a Game of Thrones thread and says well or, or she we don't know if or she and says i don't know theon dies does i which i don't know i'm just throwing that there as an example that's being a dick if on right. the other hand they post spoilers for season seven i think that's how it was but i'm not sure then i don't then you know what it's it's unfortunate that the spoilers are out there but as long as people are responsible if i'm following spoiler yeah, well, et- etiquette yeah. then I can't take issue with it. We are talking about the internet here. Uh, oh yeah. Now he's now by doing this, he's going to allow dicks to do biggish things with that information. Yeah, yeah. And people are weird about spoiler. I, I mean, I listened to another Game of Thrones podcast uh, called Storm of Spoilers. The word spoilers is right in the title of the podcast, and yet listeners of that podcast continually complain about getting spoiled on things. It's like, well, then why the fuck are you listening to that podcast? Right. Uh, the internet, I tells you. Right, right. Yeah, the, uh, the Game of Thrones podcast, um, and I think that's all it's called. Uh, it's two guys, and they do three episodes a week. They do a 30-minute one right after the, after the show, so immediate opinions. Then they do one on Tuesday, which is the critique like we're doing tonight. And then they do a third one on Friday, which is comparing it to the book with potential spoilers. <laughs> and they talk about that back when I had time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the, that's my favorite one out of uh, all the, the game of Thrones podcast besides ourselves. But, um, at least they say this is a spoiler one. This one's not. And this one's not. So if you don't want the spoiler, don't listen to the Friday episode. You know. Right, I, there, there's something that's going to come up later that I want to bring up that ties into the book. Yep, yep. That that I that is not tied to the show, and I have the no griff. Idea. The griff. Yeah, yeah, sure, it's the griff. Um, so I wanted that. I don't, but it has to do with the plot point that we talked about last week, and I know the books did it differently. So I'm curious to see. So I, I feel safe in mentioning it, but I'll still throw up a spoiler warning. Right, right. Yep. No, that's fine. I think I know what you're going to discuss, and it's not the griff, but it's uh, another. Uh, individual that's not in the show that was important and who replaces them and so forth um yeah so uh yeah and eric you know it's like on on facebook you know you get these people uh immediately stop posting like every sunday night i get all these posts that suddenly appear on my my troll line there because that's all it is really, when you think about it and it says don't talk about game of thrones or i'll be pit and i was like just stay away from Facebook until you watch the fucking episode, you dumbasses. <laughs> you know, I don't say that, but that's what I'm thinking in my head. Mm-hmm. You know, but people are there. You know, it just shows you that these people are addicted to social media and people suck, and the internet is stupid. Yes, yes. There you go. Yes, <laughs> it's it's like that that uh, 
uh, Evan Rachel Wood and Ellen Page movie where you, me and you were talking about it, the one about the all power is gone, and and you said, oh, hey, that you, one, yeah, 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 maybe it's better that way. He said, I go, what do you mean? We wouldn't have all the internet and stuff, and and now you're making it sound like that's actually a good thing if we didn't have the internet. Uh, yeah, it might have its advantages. <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed. Yeah. Well, it was like uh, this. Yesterday, I was charging my phone, and I had to go to the store. And my wife, when I came home, she goes, I was trying to text her, and, and suddenly it's beeping right next to me because you left your phone. And it's like, I know, but if this was 1993, we wouldn't have phones, and you wouldn't have been able to text me in the first place. But it's not. <laughs> I know, it's not. Well, I mean, look, it's yeah. There, there, there's all these sorts of irritations, but so many conveniences like me being able to not have to carry a map and fold unfold it to figure out how the hell to get to Williamsburg, Virginia. True. Right. You know, so there, there's good things that you couldn't can, can podcast without technology. So that is also, yeah, true. yeah. we might actually That's do true. like, I don't know, volunteer a time for charities or <laughs> something, feed the, feed the poor or some shit like that. <laughs> we wouldn't want that happening. Yeah, yeah, good. Well, if it's not that, we would have been stuck at town meetings yelling at each other with idiots and so forth. But what are you going to do? Mm. Yeah. There's, there's good and bad everything. Indeed. All right. So uh, anything else that anybody wanted to bring up about uh, Game of Thrones or anything like that? Or should we get into our episode tonight? Or? Yeah, let's get, get into the it. episode. All right. Let's do that. Let's do that. So uh, this episode was called uh, Storm Spoilers. That's just the title of the episode, Harry. I know. I'm just letting people know we're going to be spoiling it. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, because uh, we're assuming everybody has seen the episode by now. Uh, and this is a a critique and a recap show as well as a review. So we are recapping, so that means we are spoiling. Um, so season seven of Game of Thrones. Uh, the episode came out on the 23rd of July 2017, uh, episode two. As I stated, it was called Stormborn. Uh, it was directed by Mark Myloid. Mark Myloid is uh, probably mostly known for, uh, honestly, uh, I, I don't know too much about him. Uh, I know he's done a lot of direction on TV and stuff. So th this year, similar to. Uh, uh, last week's director, Jeremy Podeswa, he's mostly a TV guy. Um, and then uh, Brian Cogman uh, was the writer of uh, tonight's episode. And um, uh, he, he's, I, I think he, he's almost like the, the right-hand man of the two showrunners, as a matter of fact. Because uh, he, he's been around since the beginning, pretty much. Uh, to be determined, the U.S., viewers in millions uh, since uh, I only have American stats, not, not the international stats. Um, and that's it. It's the only information I got. Um, so, um, well, let's, let's discuss what we, we thought about it. Um, Eric, what did you, you think of this episode? It was pretty good, except for the last part. Okay, uh, explain. Uh, I don't like Piss Boy. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, I thought uh, the episode was pretty good. Um, I uh, had some issues with the the Danny 
throne room scene or, or strategic scene, and I'll explain why later. But otherwise, uh, yeah, I felt it was uh, pretty damn good. I uh, enjoyed it uh, a whole bunch. Uh, what about you, Mike? Uh, I thought it was good. I think we got we're getting quick movement. You know, I, some people complain that there wasn't anything that happened last week, which uh, I I don't quite agree with. But last week was very much just a table setting week, and pieces were definitely moving this week. Um, there were some welcome deaths this week, and we'll get to those. One thing I really liked is how much the past informed this episode. That is, they referred to numerous events that have occurred in past seasons. And with Varys, with Jon Snow, uh, with uh, the Elder Tarly. Uh, with uh, Arya. Arya, because you meet with, 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 with Arya, yeah, with all, all this. So a lot of the past came back this week. In some cases, events we've seen... And even in some cases, stuff that we hadn't, like talking with with with, with the Elder Torley, um, or with uh, the Grand Maester, whatever his name is, uh, Broadbent. The yeah, James Broadbent. Yes, um, I think I was trying to remember his name, but uh, so Grandmaster Broadbent bringing up you know the issues of grayscale in the past, and as if you know, because, which is stuff that you know, uh, uh, Sam's bringing up curing Shireen, and he's and. Grandmaster of Broadbent is not surprised by that. He's well aware of that, but he's aware of stuff that Sam isn't, too, and I kind of like that. I was actually surprised that in that scene, um, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, uh, do we know his name? That uh, the older dude at the Citadel that's always throwing books at Sam? Yeah, the actor's Broadbent. Uh, the guy, actual name of... Uh, the Grand Maester, what what his name is? Um, Archmaester. Okay. Archmaester. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. So I don't know his we'll name. We'll just call him the Archmaester. Um, I was. Oh, I uh, Ebros. 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 Okay. Archmaester Ebros. Mm, sorry. I, I was actually surprised that he didn't call Sam out for being in the uh, in the special uh, Maester section of the uh, of the library when he wasn't supposed to, because I'm pretty sure. He knew damn well exactly what book Sam got that information from. But that may have not been part of those special locked away books. Well, then why was it one of the ones he snuck home and was reading with Gilly? I thought I thought it was the the one about the dragon st- obsidian on Dragonstone that he. That was yeah. His. That was the information he got. Um, was that Dragonstone sits on? Mountain of Obsidian, but Sam has also had his own adventures, and he's dealt with people from Dragonstone. Mm-hmm. So he, it's possible he could assume that he got the information from there, as opposed to getting the information. He didn't say. He didn't. Uh, even, uh, uh, Sam didn't cite references. Is my point. Well, right, right, uh, and there was a reference to uh, curing Grayscale in that book. Um, I just happen to know that because somebody froze the page and zoomed in on it, and blah blah. Okay. Now I'm always curious: is is maesters uh, are mo- most maesters from important families? Because it seems like every maester we've met almost has been from an important family and not a uh, commoner, I guess. Because you know Sam Tally, um, uh, the guy that he's supposed to replace was a Targaryen. Um, is Kyburn from an important family? 
Yeah, not necessarily, yeah. Well, but I guess it would probably depend, like anything else, um, how high up in the ranks he is, right? Because um, I can imagine, like, your grandmasters might have more political connections. Right. Than, you know... uh, than simply, you know, your your low level maesters, mm. and also yeah. you have so to. A lot of this has right. to be with you know who's. Well, you have to be educated, right? I don't know that they're taking a lot of orphans, so that would usually right. imply somebody that's of a, of a noble birth or a wealthy family. So you're saying there's never been a wildling archmaester? Well, it's possible. I'm just saying it's probably less common. <laughs> Well, I think it's everybody on Westeros south of the wall, Eric. So I don't think the the wildling. I would count. I know it was, it was a joke, though. I know, I know. Well, you didn't laugh at my Katy Perry joke, so I'm not. Laughing. Oh, so you're out for revenge? I get it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, my name is I'm Cersei's. <laughs> That's right. Um. Anyway. Um. So yeah, uh, it, it was a pretty interesting thing. So you're like you're really saying that that the thro- the flashbacks or, or not flashbacks, but but the mentions of earlier seasons and now certain pieces are, are popping up again, and that kind of made you happy, I guess. Well, because it's just for sake of uh, logic and consistency that it makes sense that Danny would question the loyalty of Varys. Um, that it makes sense that the Northerners would question the wisdom of somebody else going down south uh, into based on invitation from a political enemy. Or no, they, 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 all of them had valid points. Because like, okay. you know that if it was like Jon Snow was, I'm going to ride south to meet with a Targaryen and a Lannister. Nothing wrong could possibly come of this. And all of his bannermen said, all right, have a nice trip. Have fun storming the castle that people would be saying. Are you fucking kidding me after what happened to Jon Snow and after what happened to Ned Stark? He's just letting them go? That, that, that He's just going to go? That that wouldn't make any sense. There would be some pushback. No, well, there was. But that's what I'm saying. If there wasn't, fans would be up and would be oh, okay. bitching about it. So I'm gotcha. glad that they they paid heed to it. Right, right. No, that's that's fair. That's fair. Um, now uh, the opening credits. Now the opening credits uh, had Pike, and that was new, or at least new since last week. Um, otherwise, the opening credits were, were the same. The same um, uh, little places on the map, except for Pike. Yeah, but I'm uh, pretty sure we've seen Pike in the past. Yeah, we we have. When, when uh, a lot last last season, as a matter of fact. And anybody want to uh, discuss anything about the opening credits? Nope. No, they're still awesome. They were, they were. All right, so uh, I guess we'll we'll go through um, the various spots. There's uh, Dragonstone, Old Town, Winterfell, Riverlands, uh, King's Landing, and the Narrow Sea is how it's broken up on uh, Wiki. Uh, but um, also we could just go by characters as well. And most of these these breakups are by characters. So. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't remember all those damn places. Let's just go by character. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Old Town, 
was obviously Sam. Dragonstone was was Daenerys. Winterfell was was Sansa and John. Riverlands was Arya and Hot Pie. King's Landing was Jaime and Cersei's and the Narrow Sea was the Greyjoys and Dawn people. Uh, but yeah, let's go by character. It's a little easier, I guess. Um, we so got to see wanna... Hot Pie again, Mike. How happy were you? I telling you, they're laying the groundwork for for <laughs> King, King of the Realms Hot Pie. I actually saw somebody tweet today that they uh, thought he was going to get the Iron Throne. You know who it was? Who? Kevin Smith. <laughs> so Kevin Smith and you are the bandwagon for having Hot Pie win it all. Fat nerds of a feather flock together. <laughs> Team Hot Pie. <sighs> Um, yeah, we'll discuss that when we get there. So, uh, do we want to start with Arya, or, or did you want to, yeah, you want to start Whatever. with Arya? Uh, since you brought that up, Eric, let's, let's start with, uh, Arya, um, and she has two important scenes, uh, the hot pie well, scene and the, the wolf scene, the Maria scene. And the hot pie scene made me feel a little better, um, cause when we're doing our, our, our preseason episode, um, I, I... <laughs> You guys made me feel a little stupid for asking about what Arya actually knew and what she didn't. Uh, but there's this scene with, with Hot Pie makes me vindicated. Because, uh, yeah, there was some news she didn't fucking have. Uh, which is that the Boltons had been defeated and Winterfell was back in, uh, in Stark hands. Uh, Arya did not know that until she ran into Hot Pie. Uh, and he gave her that piece of information. Um so yeah, she uh, she eats some of his food and gets that info, and then uh, promptly takes a hike and uh, fucks off towards Winterfell. Yeah, it, it shows that she's definitely um, changed as a person. Because if this was her a couple of seasons ago, she would have been elated to have seen him, uh, probably you know the hugs and how you've been doing and all that. But she's very hardened now. Uh, she she was like, oh hi, how are you? Give me that right? food. No. Yeah, it was it was very bizarre that uh, to to see that because the last time t- they were together they were they were pretty good buddies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt that was um, uh, an interesting portrayal of, I guess, a jaded character. Yeah, well, uh, she's been through some shit. Yeah, she sure has. But at the same time, I think she's also, um, and and we'll see, she's questioning her decisions up to this point, I think we're seeing a little bit of that from the last episode. I think finding out her brother is alive, uh, and returned and that they have Winterfell back. Um, it's given her some, does she still want to go off and for revenge or does she want to go back to Winterfell knowing that John and Sansa are together? Well, and back and home. here's a question I have. Was the last time that Arya and Sansa saw each other, uh, at King's Landing, when Ned got his head cut off, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because she fled, and and Sansa was was betrothed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was Sansa was stuck, and uh, Arya snuck out, um, and with the help of the the Night's Watch. Yeah, yeah. So if if her by her finding out that John was there, I mean, John was her favorite. I think out of all her siblings because he's the one that gave her needle right. and all that other stuff. Um, so that was exciting for her. It, it's like you said, it immediately made her just say, I'm out of here. Uh, goodbye, hot pie. 
and uh, it changes her plans entirely because um, even though you said, Mike, that she was already slowly switching over to um, maybe becoming more human again, you know, specifically the Lannister soldier scene from last week, um, this here is the, the, the one that really shows that she's, you know, okay, who cares about Cersei's? I'll get her later type of thing. And it's more important is, is my home and family and all that. Well, they're not giving her a single eureka moment, right? You know, a, a moment of realization. They're giving her little things, which makes sense. That's probably how it really would be, is that you get little things that push you and pull you in a different direction or change your mind on how, when you think you figured out how the world works, which, you know, she's like 20 now. Yeah. You know, that, and we're all like that when we're 20. We all think we know shit and we don't really know shit, but we think we do. We're like, oh, I've got it figured out. This is what the world really is. It's now you don't know dick. <laughs> right, right. And and the moment, I mean, you know, here she is. She thinks she's alone in the world. And then suddenly she finds out that her family is back in Winterfell and owns the Winterfell, or at least, you know, her brother. And that, that I think, would be a huge amount of things. Is, oh, I'm going there. I'm going, but, I'm going but at the same time, I mean, she's lost, you know, Tommen and... Rickon and uh, Rob, not Tommen. Tommen, Tommen's the what is Joffrey's brother? Right, Tommen's Joffrey. Who's the, there? Were two younger. Uh, Brand, right? Brand, and Rickon. She thinks she lost Brand. Everybody thinks they lost Brand. Yeah, Brand, Rickon, another one. Brand, Rickon, and and uh, Sansa and, and right and Rob and Rob and John. She she still lost a shitload of her family. There's six. True. There's six siblings. Five. From K- Caitlin and and then oh John that's right Snow, and then John right. Snow and three of them are dead and the parents are dead right and she's assuming that Sansa's dead and she's assuming that Bran's dead because she hasn't heard about either of them for years so yeah yeah so, so that's the last, uh, the last she heard is that Sansa was getting humped by uh the, the dwarf by, 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 by Tyrion yeah oh yeah. that's right that's right yeah, yeah. um. Yeah, so she's headed to Winterfell, and that's pretty much uh, the extent of her story, except she does have an encounter in the woods um, <laughs> where she's she's got a fire. Her horse starts freaking out, and all of a sudden she's surrounded by a pack of wolves, uh, which it turns out are led by Nymeria, her dire wolf, um, that she made run away in season one. Um so she manages to convince Nymeria not to eat her, which I suppose is a positive. Um, but she's like, come with me, Nymeria. And she's like, uh, nope. <laughs> Turns around and runs back into the woods with her pack. Uh, and Arya delivers the line that uh, apparently confused a lot of people. Uh, I don't know why, because I got it. And she just says, nope, that's not you. Um, meaning that's just not in Nymeria's character to be domesticated. Um, right, right, or be bossed around, or, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Right, and they talk about that in the on the, the HBO extras. Mm-hmm. They talk a bit about that, and yeah, that's exactly what they say. And I think it's really what you have to translate it as is, oh, that's not in the budget. Um, <laughs> yeah, I saw that, a meme to that effect earlier today. Because <laughs> I have a feeling in the books that's probably something awesome. Like she gets to recruit; she has a wolf army following around now, and. She becomes Arya the Wolf Girl, and that would be cool. And 
and and in here it's sort of like, well, we need to pay to acknowledge that happens in the books, but no, we don't have time and money for this. We're just gonna. That's my guess. It would be interesting to see if they do bring her back. I do hope this is not just a uh, a high, you know. But it's but also you know what's interesting is thematically, you know, Namiria has moved on with her life. Well, right. Well, well, uh, we'll probably know how it is in the books, uh, assuming the Chinese don't nuke us, and, and the book comes out by two thousand and thirty-one. <laughs> uh, but um, if that doesn't happen, I guess we won't know. But Mike, you, you did have a, a good point there, which is at least they reference it from the past. And I do like the fact that what you just stated, which is that Numeria has moved on, and so. Here's another little thing for Arya to think about as well, right? Which is yeah, yeah. and it's it's kind of like you know when you break up with someone and then you a couple of years later you see him like at the diner with somebody else and you're not with anybody and you know you just feel bad because you're a loser and they've moved on and. <laughs> That's kind of what happens here. It's like she hasn't gotten her... Namiri's so, gotten a whole wolf pack, and Arya's there alone. She hasn't, like, gotten a cat or anything. You know, maybe well, that would have... Maybe if she had... You know what? Maybe she had... Maybe Namiri would have been a little more jealous and, you know, wouldn't have been so called standoffish. Who knows? Well, that, uh, was a lame, that was a lame joke, too, yeah. yeah so we've all had pretty lame <laughs> see, jokes tonight. Phil, Phil is going for the Cersei round. She's, he's just going to burn down everything around him. We all had lame jokes. I'm I I am not the only <laughs> schmuck tonight. Um, but you're the you're the schmuck in charge. Wonderful. <laughs> uh, no, the, my wife is. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, now, uh, anything else uh, about the Arya story? Do you actually think she's uh, still going to be heading to, back to Winterfell, or do you think something else is going to happen now? I'm thinking she's going straight to Winterfell. This is just my guess. That's my guess too. Yeah, that would be my guess. All right. Uh, anything else? Going to be bummed when she gets there that John's already uh, set off for Dragonstone. Well, yeah. I mean, that, that of course that would happen, right? Maybe they'll run into each other along the way. I don't think so, though. Right, right. And, and uh, all our predictions that she was going to meet the Red Witch—that's that. Obviously, is not going to happen now either because of uh, what happened with the Red Witch. So she's a witch. She's a witch. Um, so yes, yeah, so a lot of things have, are, have turned out to be a little different than, than we originally thought, it seems. Um, so, uh, where do we want to go next? Uh, do we want to talk about, uh, uh, we're that? heading to Winterfell, so let's talk about that scene. Okay. All right. Let's, well, you know what, Eric, what, what I want to talk about Dragonstone first and let me tell you why, because it's the Red Witch is the one that gets the, the thing rolling to get John to move. Right. That's an interesting interpretation. Well, because he she's the one that says send the raven. Oh, okay. So that's that's why I I think we should talk about that. Well, yeah, first. that that Arya's storyline happens separate from everybody's. Uh yeah. but the but Dragonstone informs at least two other plot points that happen. So Right. right. We should hit them first. Yeah, I would agree with that because uh uh, as you just stated, Mike. Uh, so is that all right, Eric? Sure. Do we have we have your permission? Uh, okay. Okay. So uh, we're introduced with uh, a big 
we're introduced with a big gothic uh, horror, uh, thunder and lightning storm with a silhouetted dark castle, and it, it happens to be uh, Dragonstone and uh, the the Justice League or the X Men or the Avengers are all together in the the war room, and um, so it's it's Daenerys, Tyrion, um, Theon, Yana, uh, Alaria, and Lady Olena, and Grey Worm are are all there, and uh, they discuss the battle plans, and I felt there was a problem here because I felt the reason they decided to do what they decided to do is almost like a plot point just to drag out the show because basically what happens is there's a debate whether or not they should use the Sully and the Dothraki and the dragons and just wipe out uh, and take over, which they all believe would happen within, you know, a week, it seems. And then Tyrion disagrees and says, you don't want to do that. You don't want to have um, the land destroyed um, and whatever. And, I, I mean, the only part that would have been destroyed, I would think, would have been uh, King's Landing, possibly, and um, Castle Rock. And that's it. So... Instead, what did you guys think of this this whole thing? Who wants to set it up? Because I don't know if I set it up at any good. But well, right. The question is whether or not to destroy King's Landing. They they wanted to shoot, do we nuke King's Landing or not? That's really what the question comes down to. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I'm of the opinion that Daenerys has, uh, in modern terms, she's learned the hard way that you have to not only win the war, you have to win the peace. You know, you have to, as they say, win the hearts and minds of the people. Uh, and she tried the whole, you know, intimidate the fuck out of them. And that's all the, those, that's th- those storylines from earlier seasons, you know, where she made mistakes and went too far and too hard. That's informing her decisions now. And she wants, she wants to be a good ruler. She wants to be a kind ruler. She wants to be a merciful ruler. And so she's thinking in order to be a kind and merciful ruler, she has to be a kind and merciful conqueror, which is maybe not a good idea. <laughs> um, because at the same time, and, and that's sort of what Lady Olenna is getting at, is that, and, and someone else has mentioned that the people respect strength. And they'll, res- they'll, they'll respect you if you smack the shit out of them, which sounds weird, right. but... Well, and, and the thing is, is that you, you get two things, right? You got you either do it the hard way and then your soldiers get slotted as they're trying to get through the, 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 the walls, you know, in other words, you know, do we invade Japan or, or do we, we hit them hard? And, and this is the same type of thing. And then also you got the issue, which is only, it's only really King's landing and casually Lark because everybody else technically is indifferent to Dan Arius or, or on her side. Uh, the North is indifferent, and then everybody else is on her side except for the Castle Rock and and Cersei's and King's Landing, basically. So, the, the she question, but she doesn't want indifferent. She wants them all. Yeah, well, that's another thing that pissed me off about Daenerys tonight is that she thinks she's entitled rather than wanting to earn it for who or what she can do. Well, that is kind of how a feudal system and you know 
rights of secession work. You know, it's that she is technically the rightful heir to the throne. Well, it, she is assuming the Targaryens hadn't been overthrown, but once they were overthrown, technically she's now just a person that wants to regain that, right? I mean... But again, you know, once you overthrow, if you overthrow back, then yes, you're entitled. So the, 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 it's, it's a, the whole fucked up mentality of the idea of secession anyway, and royalty. And, but yes, right. the question is, who is the rightful heir? And, you know, as in modern times, we have a different notion for how that works. Some of us, not like England. But... Uh, <laughs> right. But uh, but this is one reason why these kind of internal conflicts get so fucking bloody is that there's some people who will never never give it up. And I mean, we actually let's be honest, we we see it with elections in our own country, right? Is that you know we have the election and then whichever side wins, you know the other side doesn't want to play nice afterwards because they lost and their person didn't win, and we're going to just sit and sulk in the corner until we get our person back on on the throne in four years. You know, it's right. You know, so you, 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 you do get that, and you know, if she didn't feel she was entitled to, to rule, well, then we've wasted a whole lot of time in this series. All right, all right. I, I see your point. But, um, she also, but she also points out what Varys had been, you know, tries giving her the lines that her brother fed her, which was the whole, there are people who have been anxiously awaiting the return of the Targaryen line, which I'm pretty sure we all believe is bullshit. Oh, no doubt. It's bullshit. And she knows it's bullshit, and she yeah. calls him out on it. Right, and she even calls uh, Lady Elena out on it, because she goes, Lady Elena, I know you're here not because of any loyalty to, to me, but for vengeance against Cersei's. And, and so she knows what's going on. So, and um, and uh, Lady Elena, as well as the Dawn uh, Alania, Alaria, what, what the hell's her name, the Dawn woman, Alania? Elena. Does it doesn't matter after this episode? Well, possibly. Yeah. And then <laughs> and Yana uh, both say, "Why don't we use your troops?" Why? And then Lady Elena says, "You brought all your your troops here, and whatnot." Because when you think about it, it's like, why why should they, the Dawn folk, and the 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 princess? I mean, the Queen of Thorns. The Tyrells, yeah. Tyrells. I always fucked all these T names up. The Tyrells and and everybody else. Why do they have to do the fighting? Well, you know, you brought the, the army. And, and I could see why they're not too happy with Daenerys. Um, no, but I think her logic makes sense, right? First of all, her people aren't going to sit on the sidelines, number one. They are going to be doing something. And number two is that you know, King's Landing in that area is that's not the Lannister territory. She wants to alienate them as little as possible, and storming in there with foreign troops is more likely to cause problems. You know, with the Unsullied and uh, but they're still going to win, right? Yeah, yeah, but again, it's the whole. She's also trying to plan out the winning the peace. Well, then, then and, Lady Elena says a great line, which is. There is never going to be peace. There's always squabbles, and and I think a Lady Elena should be queen, and Daenerys should be thrown out. She's no good. Give it to Lady Elena. But Eric, go on. Uh, Tyrion actually brought up a valid point while they were discussing all this, which is that he knows Cersei and her tactics, and he pointed out that she was going to use uh, uh, basically propaganda to try and gain support in King's Landing uh, against foreigners. 
Uh, and if they were to come in with their army of Unsullied and Dothraki, they would be playing right into her hands as uh, to that uh, description. Whereas if they use uh, the troops from Dorne, uh, that's Westerosi people, and it wouldn't be it wouldn't fit in with the picture that Cersei was painting. Well, and that's a fair point too, Eric, because uh, someone posted on Facebook um, this pro, uh, I guess, I guess pro North Africa Arab invaders, uh, because when they invaded Italy, Portugal, and Spain back, you know, seven hundred years ago, they brought with them. Um, you know, all these things, these wonderful things. And, and they are wonderful, uh, assuming they're true, because I didn't bother doing research. But I immediately posted saying uh, that this is so stupid because, okay, I'm sure the Portuguese, the Italians, and Spanish were very happy to be invaded and have suppressors telling them what they can do, even though they brought coffee and and whatever with them. You know, it's like Well, but I think the difference is that if they were the unsullied, there would be a sense that it's an invasion. And they'd be more likely to think that at some point the Dornish and the the Tyrells, that they're going to go home. And remember what they're planning on doing is laying siege, which means they're basically just planning on surrounding the castle and starving them out. You know, they aren't necessarily planning on a, on a full-scale assault. So there, there shouldn't, so comparatively speaking, outside the walls of, of uh, the Red Keep, uh, right. there shouldn't be the same uh, loss of life. Right. Well, and that's the question: Is would would Castle, not Castle Dark, uh, King's Landing consider the Dawn and the Tyrells as foreign invaders too, or they would not be considered foreign invaders? Some invaders are more foreign than others. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Because because yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. No one wants foreign invaders in their country. I mean, you know. I mean. Well, I it, think it's there's, look, a, there's a reason why why. Uh, Vlad the Impala is a hero in Romania because he he threw out the Muslim Turks, you know. So right. I mean, no one wants invaders in their in their land. Right, and I'll uh, since Eric hasn't had his uh, his daily uh, his weekly dose of World War II comparisons. Um, <laughs> when the United States went to war in World War II, we were much better at ginning up propaganda against the Japanese than we were against the Germans. Um, I'm sure we had no problem with the Germans, but there was some, you know, outright racist stuff that was done with the Japanese. And I remember seeing the front page of the New York Times a couple of days after. Uh, not that I was alive at the time. I was going to say you. I was thinking that. How old are you? No, we, so, but, no, but we, we <laughs> found. He's a I, witch. He's a red somebody, witch. Somebody found it when I was in college in the archives in the library. The front page of the New York Times a couple of days after uh, uh, Pearl Harbor. And it was like how to tell a Jap from a Chinese, you know, uh, how to identify a Jap. And it was like, you know, characteristics of the Japanese versus Chinese <laughs> and how the, the, the Japanese were more uh, shifty looking and, you know, and they had their, their eyes were more slanted. And it was just all this really horribly racist stuff that was there. But it was easier to do that with the Japanese because that is culturally and physiologically a more, more distinctive and different from us than the Germans were. Well, especially since thirty percent of the population of the U.S. is German anyway, right? So, it's, right, it's, it's so, kind of yeah. So, I mean, every other person's German in, in the friggin' United States. So, so it's going to uh, be a lot. It's going to be a lot easier to to use the unsullied as the the big scary figure than it will be to use the Dornish or to use the Tyrells, and especially since the, the Tyrells. You got to remember, Marjorie was was their queen, and as she points out, beloved. And 
I think they may see that as a little bit more legitimate because Cersei killed the beloved Queen Marjorie. The people hate Cersei. Mm-hmm. And this is Queen Marjorie's people coming in to take out Cersei. And that probably yeah, might be seen a little better because the people liked her. And they may not put up as much of a fight where they would certainly put up a fight if it was bringing in the Japs. Right, or the Dethraki, or the Sullys, or whatever. <laughs> right. All right, all right, that's fair, that's fair. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess. But, yeah, I, I, I mean... And the other thing is that she does have plans. She's not saying, you guys are going to go march on King's Landing, and the Unsullied will be having daiquiris here in Dragonstone. <laughs> she is sending the Unsullied to take out Castle Rock and go up to the Lannisters because the Lannisters are the one that that'll be the place where they expect the most resistance is among the Lannister loyalists because this is really a, a war, war against a war, the Lannisters a yeah. war against the Lannisters so they will be sending those troops out there so well and, and that's where you're going to expect to see more in more bloody fighting and you're going to do that because like Eric she apparently has never studied World War Two and she thinks hey a war on two fronts is a great idea. <laughs> well, and, and don't forget. Uh, yeah, uh, just to be clear, just because I get bored when you two drone on about World War II doesn't mean I haven't studied it. Um, <laughs> uh, fair enough. But a uh, pike is literally outside of Castle Rock, so I mean they're going to be having to fight Ca- uh, Pike as well, and because Pike is on on the, on Castle Rock side at, at this point, and then also. Uh, another thing is, is Daenerys is living in fantasy land because it, it, whether she takes command as queen or not, there's always going to be friggin' guerrilla war until the day she dies. Because I, if I was there, I would be fighting her until I either was killed or she was killed. Because you're, I would. She's a foreign invader. Her family did terrible things going her. You're confused, Phil. The guerrillas were in the movie we did last week. Yes. That's true. <laughs> along, along with the chimpanzees and the orangutans. Apes, 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 apes. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Uh, but but the, the thing is, is that, I, I mean, no matter how she takes it over, she's never going to have peace. And that's what Lady Elania is trying to tell her. You're not well, gonna... I mean, they had, a, they had about 30 years, well, no, we had 30 years of peace, didn't they? Or 20 years of peace when was the last rebellion was... Uh, was the Greyjoys, and, uh, and and that was, I take it, a fairly minor skirmish compared to, you know, what the battle that they had, the one that that resulted in Baratheon, uh, Robert Baratheon being put on the throne. So right. yeah, there's going to be, there's always going to be some uh, discontent. But let's be honest, the the Lannisters, I don't know how much, I'm, well, actually, because of Varys, he probably knows a lot of this, but the Lannisters are broke. Their troops have been depleted from having war, and they remember they were getting their ass kicked by Rob Stark. That's yeah, true. Yeah, that's right. They did. Yeah. So their 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 troops are probably, and, and <laughs> you know they they've seen their king, in theory, killed. They know Cersei is a, is fucking batshit. Um, I can't imagine that their morale is really high right now. And I and so and and who and this is the end of the Lannister line. True. Well, at least, uh, Unless uh, Jamie and Cersei pop out another kid. Well, and and this is bizarre because the, the Lannisters have been popping up left and right for all seven seasons. So uh, I'm, assuming last... I'm assuming she's only talking about Tywin's family. 
All right? Because who, there's who are all, the other Lannisters? Well, there. All right, all right. Jamie, Jamie. I mean, I mean, the Carstens kill and Umbers killed two of the Lannisters. All right. In other words, there's always these Lannister people that weren't important that are just introduced to to cause more attention, like when the Carstens okay. killed. You see what I'm saying? There's yeah, other, but it's gonna be like third cousins. Rupert Lannister and yeah, but they're not gonna be somebody with a really strong claim, <laughs> right? <laughs> Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, that's hilarious. <laughs> Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. <laughs> but um, right, right. So t- technically, if we don't look at all the the fourth cousins, um, you're right. It's just Jamie and and Cersei's, and that's it. Yeah, and that's yeah. So and nobody important, and I'm sure a lot of its significant Lannisters had been. Uh, uh, undone during during the, the battle for the the War of the Five Kings as well. So yeah, I don't know that. I mean, I don't know it's going to be as bad as you think it is. Um, I, she she ends up paying the price for her her battle plans, and you know, the question is, Lady Olena. You know, we we all bow to Lady Olena. I said this before. Who do you think is the most dangerous person in Westeros? And I said Lady Olena um, is the one I wouldn't turn my back on. Um, well, if- and she and, should be and, the one running that whole side. Yeah, the problem is that her womb is beef jerky at this point. Um, <laughs> and that her... <laughs> well, I mean, she, in other words, again, so what's, so she's going to... Okay, so we get Lady Olena is named Queen, and about 30 minutes later, she has a heart attack and dies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who knows how long she has left. So, and she has no heirs. Her family's been wiped out. You know, right. they made that point, because all of her, her grandchildren are dead. Right. So anyone with a good claim to her to be, to secede her is gone. So really it's, it's sort of like, you know how they, uh, American history, they would have named Ben Franklin president if he wasn't so old at the time that mm-hmm. they finally won independence. And so they went with number two, they went with George Washington. And so lady Olenna is not going to do it just for age. You need to find someone else. And I still think Danny does have the best of the advisors that's, that are out there. Um, Certainly beats having Euron and Jamie Lannister and Kyburn, but uh, what, what do you mean? What, what do you mean it beats them? Well, as the, those are Cersei's advisors, basically. And, and you're saying that who's I, I'm, I, I, I'm saying Va- Varys, Tyrion. Uh, oh, oh, no, no, no! I'm, I'm going Olena. with I'm going, I'm going with uh, Jamie and Kyburn and 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 Euron. Those guys are. Are pretty smart. Nah, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think they're pretty formidable. Formidable. Uh, well, we'll get to we'll get to Kyburn in a few minutes. But oh, uh, he, he, that guy's the best. I love that guy. He's like my favorite. Oh, he's guy. a good, great character. I enjoy the character, but oh, he's brilliant. He's not brilliant. He's better. He's he's, oh, a, he's oh, a creep. He's a twisted fuck. He's it yeah. doesn't. I, I'm not. You you could be brilliant and be twisted. All you have to do is go knock on any CEO doors. You know CEO's <laughs> door. You know? So so they're they're all out there. So. So he's he's brilliant. This guy is brilliant, Mike. I'm telling you. We'll discuss when we get to Castle. I mean, not Castle. Whatever it's called, King's Landing. Um, so yeah. So now let's talk about Varys being threatened, and uh, and then Melisandre, and then the sex scene too. Um, I really enjoyed the scene between uh, Varys and and Danny. Uh, I was ho- <laughs> I was hoping Varys either would say when he when he said. Um, 
I guess you can either char- take my head or whatever. I thought they were going to round him up and take him away and chop his head off. Well, there was a moment where, where, where it wasn't clear uh, whether or not that was going to happen. Um, but there's this whole back and forth between the two of them. She, she points out how many times he's switched sides. And it's basically like, all right, so, buddy, how long is it till you stab me in the back? Um, and he, uh, what was his answer? He basically said that he chose her um, uh, for the, his, the his people. It, for the he, his people. interest is the people. Right, and that was it. Is that he's, on, he, he's on the side of the people, and he will support the person who's going to do the best for the people. And he chose her because he believes she is the best choice for the people. And then she makes him make one promise, which is that if she's ever not serving the people, that he tell her to her face instead right. of doing what he has done up to this point, which is plot behind the ruler's backs. And it's basically it's OK. She's, tell, she's telling him if this is the hand you're going to play, you are going to put all your chips on the table. You're going all in. Mm-hmm. You're not getting an out and being able to run to support Jon Snow or someone else if, you, if suddenly I do something you don't like. Well, she's she's not. She's just fooling herself because he, he'll he'll bail when when he sees a better thing. Well, and, if but if he does, then he's got her. He, she's basically got his own word to use against him, and has she has given herself permission to fry his ass. Right, assuming he she catches him or whatnot. Um, <laughs> I, I I felt it was unrealistic because I doubt she would have kept them on. It didn't feel. Real and then I also um, felt that uh, Varys loyalty isn't really a hundred percent there. I, I I think if she does something stupid, he could change immediately. And I'm not saying that he's being sneaky, which he is. But well, that's I, just kind of who he is, and you're not you're not wrong. Um, and and I do think Danny's still. I mean, she's learned a lot. Um, but she's still young and still doesn't know everything about the way the world works uh, and might still be under the impression that uh, people mean it when they give you their word on something. Um, we also so, yeah. don't know how she's going to respond to this long term. Um, how much, again, we're kind of taking her at face value in the way that we think she's taking Varys at face value. Varys That's is. True. She's, uh, she's betrayed her word before, too. Like when she. <laughs> Fucking torch that uh, slaver asshole with her dragon, and and Varys is still a very wise and learned resource. He knows a lot about what's going on. With the uh, he has certainly has Tyrion support, mm-hmm. so you have that problem. She values Tyrion. She can't just feed Varys to her dragons or dismiss him. That everyone on her side, since she's lost Barristan Selmy. Only Tyrion and Varys have actually... Well, no, actually, that's not true, because she's got Elena now. Uh, I spent a lot of time at King's Landing. But I would still think Varys knows it better than anyone. Um, Does Varys got, still have any of his little birds, or will they, were they all co-opted by Kyburn? I have to imagine he has some of them, because they're not all going to be in King's Landing. Okay. Um, I think he had a network that stretched pretty far, so I'm thinking he still has a lot of resources, and she would be foolish to dispose of those just because she knows she can't trust him. But she shows that she knows she can't trust so him. So does that make her a smarter ruler than Jon Snow, because Jon Snow dismissed the Red Witch? Uh, uh, maybe. 
Jon Snow, <laughs> I think, still has the most in general integrity out of the out of the groups, um, and he's more likely to to hold his word as being important. And he doesn't. We don't. He has never really had to play politics, right? He's never had the 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 try to pacify Marine stage that Danny had to go through. So Danny learned some hard lessons on Jon Snow hasn't. He's about four years behind her. Right. Although there was that whole getting murdered thing that uh, taught him a couple lessons. Yeah, there's that. But, you know, so he gets but he's not all that. So he's learned a little more than his father did. <laughs> Only because of resurrection. Right. But he hasn't. So he's learned. Oh, OK. Now I know how the game is played, but he hasn't had to play it yet. He hasn't had to practice. Mm-hmm. He, he, at, at best, you could say he, he got a sneak peek at the rule book. Mm-hmm. Well, he has practiced with the wildlings. Right. And Stannis. But he hasn't practiced in the in the bigger picture. That's true. So, yeah. Um, and the Red Witch, you know, it's tough because. Well, that uh, that was a that. Oh, go on, Mike. I'm sorry. Well, it's because the Red Witch burned a little girl in front of half his troops, right? Or it's just it's, or, um, or, or not, people, not, or people know that she did. People know what she did. Well, only only Davos did. I thought. I, I'm sure the word spread. Anyone that came back, well, and Davos had no problem telling people what she did. Right. Yeah. It's going to so, be interesting when uh, Jon Snow and uh, and the witch come face to face again. Right. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't, I felt it was too fake because that's the whole scene. They were like buddy, buddy, where she says, you're lucky, Jon Snow, because at least you had a table. And he goes, I guess I was more lucky than most. And then, you know, they're talking like they're good buddies. And then Davos flips out and comes in, you killed that? And then he, Jon Snow simply says, you have to leave now. Otherwise, I'll continue to blow, you know, have to kill you, whatever. And so I don't know if his hatred is really there. It's really Davos's hatred more than right. him. Right, right. So, I, yeah, I don't know what he would do when he sees the witch because it's not really him. Um, but, but it's like, but look, if you're, let's say you're president. Yeah. And... You know, you got a person you don't really know well, kind of got a shady reputation, but they clearly know what they're doing. You're gonna, I'm going to appoint you to a cabinet position, and then, oh, they murdered a child. Um, yeah, but this is Westeros. It's different. Yeah, no, it's it's, but no, it's the way she did it. Sacrifice a child to her god. That's I can't imagine that's going to fly well. And you need the support of your followers. And putting her in a, an important position. I think the guys from Marine will have no less less problem with that than Don and Danny's camp than uh, than they will in the north. Well, that's probably true because Danny's camp is from es- Essos, and that's where the the Red Witch religion comes from. So you're right that they would be more acceptable for the Red Witches than than the North. That's for sure. Um, so M- Melisandre shows up. At Dragonstone, and uh, Danny has a great line after because Varys hates the Red Witch people because uh, he doesn't believe in any of that stuff, and he says, "Oh, you supported the wrong king," and Stannis, and then Daenerys smokes him by saying, "Oh, you did too, twice." Or something <laughs> like that. So, uh, you, I guess it's both of your lucky days because I'm forgiving both of you. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that was a great shot. I thought that was awesome, even though I don't really like Danny that much. But uh, that was that was a good shutdown. 
sure uh, I will say that uh, Melisandre looked uh, pretty freshened up considering her travels. Um, is, is Dragonstone an island? It is. It's how an the island. Fu- so, so how the fuck did Melisandre get on there? There's um, not uh, a ferry. Is, is that there? Cheap? Eric, uh, haven't you learned that we have Star Trek beaming now ever since season well, six? Well, Eric, I think we all assumed she was going back there, right? When she would, or did she say she was going back there after Jon Snow's to go away? Uh, I figured that she, she just said she was headed south. It doesn't surprise she, me she went back there, Mike, because that's where she's she was from since she's moved to Westeros. Yeah, that's what I think everybody was assuming. I think she just hopped in Gendry's boat. <laughs> all right. Yeah, she, yeah, he probably left it on the shore, and so she just took it. No, well, he's still my question rowing. Is, is there anything on dragons? Because all we ever see at Dragonstone is a fucking castle. Right. Is there is there like a town or are there people there other than the people um, in the castle? I know. I don't. I don't think there's anybody there because when Daenerys came, there wasn't a soul. Right. Because then why would she go back there? I'm going to go back to the abandoned castle where there's no food or, you know, it's uh, I don't know. I don't, it's yeah. a castle, yeah. and and it's where she was born. It's Game of Thrones logic, it's called. Uh, you're right, right. Well, either way, it's it was unoccupied, so she she was able to get it for on the cheap. Right, well, let's remember the last time we saw her, since the last time we saw her. Who, the Red Wing? Da- 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 Danny's fleet has made it to Westeros. Varys made it to Danny's fleet. Euron built the fleet. Yeah. Right, the Ravens um, uh, now travel in two seconds instead of days. Right, so so yeah, the, the Ravens have achieved warp speed. <laughs> well, by my point being, I think we need I, more power, Eric. I think these episodes have gone from from spanning days and hours to, in some cases, maybe spanning days and weeks. Well, I think you're right. I don't know. We're just all being funny here. Oh, I know that. I'm just saying. So I think so. I don't have a problem with her getting it because we haven't seen her since the, uh, the last, last second, to last episode, yeah, last yeah. season. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I, I just assume that she. She, I don't know, bewitch people. I don't know. She could make a shadow baby. She could do anything. But, but her importance here is that she shows up. I don't know how she knew Danny was there or if it was just she ran into Danny because she didn't, and she just happened to be there. And then Tyrion um, finds out that Jon Snow is now the quote unquote king of the north because Melisandre says so. And as as I mentioned last week, Eric, um, John and Tyrion know each other from season one, and they were kind of buddy buddy. And that's how Tyrion goes goes. Oh, he's good. Yeah, he's a good guy. We we should get him on our side. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Danny says, uh, "Why?" And then um, Melisandre says in that Essos language uh, that th- there's a prince that is to that's foretold. And um, there's a misunderstanding because the word is uh, gender neutral. So she was insulted that, oh, I'm not a prince. I'm a princess. And then Melisandre says, oh, the word is gender free. So it could mean either. And then she's on board and she says, then what's Jon Snow have to do with this? And the witch says, I think the, the prince and princess is both of you or something like that. Well, and hasn't everybody learned now to not fucking listen to Melisandre? I mean, seriously. (laughs) All they were doing is saying that the term the prince who is yet to come could be a male or could be a female. The prince or princess. Right. So that way, because everyone's been been looking now only at male. Or it could be two, because because 
Melisandre steps back, Mike, because what you said, uh, it's a foretelling. But she says, after you know she fucked up with killing Stannis' daughter, she goes, well, we, we can't, they're tricky to read, but I think, <laughs> but she does, right, and then she says a great line, she goes, however, I think both you and the King of the North have something to play in this, this, this role, you know, in this whole thing, so. Yeah, but I, I don't think there was the intent to say that the, it's the two of them to come, I think the intent, because you didn't say it was a case that they didn't have, uh, you know, plural case or something, it was just that it was, it was, it was a non-gendered term. Mm-hmm. Right. So it could oh, be. An, oh, an, an, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So, so, but, so the whole idea is just is just that it opens it up to more possibilities. But, but I also think that's why she stepped back and says, you know, you can't really trust these these visions, and we don't really know what Sometimes they. Sometimes kids get burned, you know. You know how it goes. <laughs> it, it happens, you know. So I think it was it was not just trying to say it was gender neutral, but I think it was trying to say that it could be. More than just one person, too. I think they're just fucking with the viewers. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, so that's where they decide to get the the letter out, or the you know the Raven, the the warp speed Raven to Winterfell. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's it about the Danny story, right? Is there anything else over there? I, I think that's it. Uh, I still have no. That's idea. pretty much it. Yeah, I still have no idea why it was called. Storm Bond because her role wasn't really that big, um, but so be it. Um, so with that stated, unless anybody has, thinks of anything else, I guess now we can talk about Winterfell and all the other stories because they all fall into play with what we just learned at Dragonstone. Yeah. Um, okay. So because uh, that is where we go next in the story. Yeah, is up to her old tricks. Uh. <laughs> Undermining John in public again. Well, well, well wait a minute. How do you forget the first scene when they get the the letter from Tyrion? I know. Well, no, that's what. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, the letter from Tyrion actually um, comes later. We see some Winterfell earlier, um, and it's kind of important because at first he gets a raven from Cersei. Um, oh, that's right. Uh, basically, saying come. Come south and and bend the knee. Yeah, that was in um, episode one, though I think. That, you're right. It was last week, um, but it's still relevant because. Oh, wait, what's the, he has two ravens by the end of the episode. One was from. One was from um, Tyrion. Who was the other one? Was one was from, from Sam. 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 That's the other one. Um, so he he got a he got a raven from Sam saying, "Yo, John, there might be a shit ton of dragon glass." Uh, on Dragonstone, and then he gets the other raven from uh, Tyrion saying, "Hey, uh, you should really come down here and meet with Danny. Um, I think the two of you might be uh, both served well by forming an alliance." Um, or I don't know if that's exactly what he said. We don't get the full text of the raven, um, but that's the general gist. Uh, and so. John decides that uh, he needs to go south and but, but you know Danny. what? I think this is the way the problem comes into play, Eric, is because he doesn't tell anybody about Sam's Raven. Uh, he only ta- tells everybody about Tyrion's. And so when he brings up Sam's, he says, "Okay, I'm heading south because of Sam's letter." Everybody's like shocked, including Sansa. And so I think that's where the problem is. John's stupid because he 
just says he doesn't talk to people before he, he says that's true. That's true. He should he should really? let people know no, what's up before they're in a room full of. Are you sure he didn't submit? I'm pretty sure he brought up Sam's letter. No, this is what he did, Mike. This is what happened. They they get the letter from Tyrion and right. Sansa, Davos, and Sam, and uh, John talk about it, and they ask, "Can we believe Tyrion?" And and you know Tyrion. But he also talks about the letter from Sam. No, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. He uh, talks about he talks about the letter from Sam at, only at the the big meeting. So this is what happened, Mike. Which is where it's important. And so he does talk about it. All right, let me let me finish the point. All right, he talks about Tyrion's letter to Sansa and Davos for their opinions. So he's being smart here. He's asking about their opinions, and they say, "How do we know it's?" Tyrion and, and and part of the letter had this line that Tyrion said that a dwarf is a, considered a bastard in his father's eyes. And so he goes, that's how I know it's Tyrion, because he said that to me the last time I saw him. So they said, all right, so should we go to Dragonstone? And Davos says, no, because we can't trust her. However, they do have all that obsidian there. And then we cut, and then we go to other scenes, and then we finally come back to the big council meeting, where Lady Mormont and everybody's there, and he goes, "I have two. I have this letter from from Tyrion, who says they want me to go down to Dragonglass to get. I mean, Dragonstone. And then I got another one from Sam, who says that there's Dragonglass on Dragonstone. So I'm going to do this, and I'm going to go down there. And that's the first time he mentions this Sam's letter is there in front of everybody. So he hasn't. He didn't mention that's the, the first. That's, a, that's the first. No, it's the first time you see him mention it. It's implied that no we're, one knew about it. We're not going to guess about off-screen stuff. Um, it's implied that no one knew that. I don't know that that's implied. I think you're assuming that. Be, no, the reason I, I, I'm assuming I, I, it is I think he's right, he's, Mike. He, yeah, because Sam, he says, I got this letter from Sam Tarwell, or whatever his name is, Tali, who I trust more than anybody on this earth or this planet. And... The way, in other words, you can say what you want, Mike, but me and Eric think he didn't let it, he didn't tell anybody until then, which was a bad move, um, because then uh, Sansa undercuts him again, and this time she's got public support. Um, everybody, well, everybody, wait, 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 everybody wait, wait, undercuts wait, him. Wait a minute, I, if I remember correctly, the actual uh, debate happens on the part of the bannerman, not on Sansa's behalf. Right? Sansa doesn't doesn't mm. start and she, she jumps in. She, she starts in. the whole thing. No, she doesn't. No. It was it was the guy that screams out, We can't trust Targaryens and then it was like then Lady Mormont says, You can't leave and then someone else and then Sansa jumps in too and says, Yeah, you can't leave. Whatever. Well I'm because tell, it's a because I've already watched it twelve times since whatever. Yesterday. But anyway, he, he, just the Sansa part, I'm sure. But it's <laughs> no the, the whole episode. Okay. Well, he's um, himself. No, the, the last scene too. I, that was an awesome scene. It, it was good. But we'll continue. Continue, Mike. So right. So there, I'll, I'll. It's he's getting resistance because he's not thinking from the point of view of his people. His people have been fucked over by by Starks riding south a couple of times now. Right, they got fucked over with the, with Ned Stark, and then they got fucked over with John Stark, with uh, Rob Stark, and they don't want it happening again. And, and also, uh, 
Ned Stark's brother and Ned Stark's father as well. Right. And, so, and also, also Lady Stark, too. And a lot of Starks. All of them got killed. Yeah, so th- this is just a case of one of those rare times where one of the people in charge says something, and no matter what they say, their followers are just not buying it. Right. Yeah, so they're all upset that he, John says he's going south. Right. And everybody's he's like, screw you guys, I'm going anyway. <laughs> right, but it appears, he quells everybody's fears, including Sansa's, by saying that we have a Stark here who's going to take over, and that's going to be you, Sansa. Worst it's, decision ever. My ass, dude. This is how it should have been from day one. The now Littlefinger's going to start fucking whispering in her ear. She's going to do something fucking stupid, and they're going to lose Winterfell again. Nonsense. Nonsense, dude. <laughs> no, little, little, no. You saw Littlefinger when he hears, "I'm going to leave, and I'm putting Sansa in charge." Littlefinger had the biggest shit-eating grin on his face, and probably a boner too. Probably. Uh, yeah, probably. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but. Sansa, Trust me, Littlefinger's going to get up to shenanigans. But, but Sansa isn't going to fall for it because she doesn't like Littlefinger anymore. Uh, just because she doesn't like him doesn't mean she won't fall for it. I don't know, dude. I, I'm, I have full faith in, in Littlefinger's in pretty fucking good at manipulating people, and he might use her distrust of him to his advantage. I think she distrusts Littlefinger more than she distrusts Jon Snow. Right, and he could play right into that. No, no, she tr- distrusts Littlefinger more than Jon Snow. Yes, and I'm saying that Littlefinger could try and get her, could tell her to do the opposite of what he actually wants her to do, so she'll do what she wants to, do, wh- what he wants her to do. Ah, but see, this is where you're wrong. You're thinking that she would just listen and be tricked. She's not the type that would be tricked because. Oh fuck! What Jesus? She is brilliant. She's the. She is not brilliant. She's a little twat. She got hundreds of people killed by withholding information. That was she was learning just as Jon Snow was. (laughs) Okay, whatever. It's true, Mike. What's your opinion on this? Uh, I think she's a little twat. Uh, I think, I think, I think she's learned. But you're talking about someone who's been playing this game for his whole life, someone who was nothing and brought himself up to being one of the most powerful men in all the kingdoms. Um, she she's not nearly as good at this game as Littlefinger is. However, the little twat has one advantage over <laughs> Littlefinger, and that is that Littlefinger wants little twat. All right, well, let me, let me say this. And Little Twat little, can use Little Twat. Little Finger is not the same Little Finger from seasons one through six. Oh, sure he is. What? He, what, what, no, what makes you think that? He's, he's showing his hand too much this season, as we see later when he goes into the, the crypts. He, he, he's, he's gone. Little Finger is gone. I, I can't see him as a factor anymore. He's, he's lost his mind. You're delusional. Really? I don't know. I, I mean, he's I, just, I, I think he's still in a running to win the game of Thrones. I think, I think his, his, his smaller head is, is taken over. And now he's, he's, he's screwed up everything. Well, 
Okay, I'll give you that there are moments where it certainly seems like that. That's the only thing that Sansa has over him is her little twat. <laughs> but if it's but if you're talking about political machinations, he can totally manipulate her. So the question well, is how is whether or not she's smart enough to use her uh, feminine wiles to throw him off his game. I don't know if she's going to do that because she's so thoroughly disgusted by him. But you got to remember, even if she doesn't like him, he his mind is already like it was when he was a kid when he tried to get Lady Stark and where um, Ned's brother almost killed him. So I, I think he's he's gone. I, I I think you're right. He's smart and all this other stuff, but I think he's now on one fixed mind, which is sex with Sansa, sex with Sansa. So Which is kind of creepy, considering that he had a fling with Caitlin Stark and that Sansa's his daughter. Yeah, I guess you could say that. And, 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 <laughs> That's my that's my new. Uh, I mean, they're both adults. Far out theory. It, that's, it doesn't that's... matter. I mean, they're both adults, so I guess it doesn't really matter. <laughs> it doesn't but... matter if it's incest. Oh, no, it's common, you... in, common in Westeros. No, but but he never had. He was never married to the mother, and never she... married doesn't mean he didn't have a baby with her. What you're saying, Baelish is the father of Sansa? Yes. Why would you say that? Uh, because it confuses you. I thought you were saying that was you were just trying to be funny on the internet. Yes, I am. All right, so so there is no incense here. Oh well, I, I can't prove it, but that doesn't that doesn't mean it never happened. <laughs> All right, but well, either way, you're right. He is a creep. So so I think his mind is. If on anyone one would bone his own daughter, it's Littlefinger. It, it would be him. Yeah. So I I don't. No, I mean I don't. I, I don't think there's any issues here. I think I think um, science is okay, and, and Arya will be there soon anyway. So, oh, that could be interesting. Arya will be so, there next week. Up both Littlefinger and Sansa. It, incestuous three way. <laughs> how is this? How did this not become the incest of thrones? I don't understand. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I just was checking. So the reason, okay, so to go back to old business. The reason that John didn't bring up the letter from Sam in the first meetings because he didn't have the letter from Sam. Right. So you would think he would talk to them prior to having the big meeting with Sam's letter. That would have been a better move. I agree. Well, well, we didn't need to see a second meeting of them rehashing the same stuff, but I think it's the second letter is what clinched his decision in his mind. Oh, no he doubt. said, this is, this is it. This is, this is what we're doing. But yeah, he, he's still... Trying to learn. Remember, he also is didn't get a lot of time leading the Night's Watch, and even the Night's Watch didn't seem to be more of a let's have a meeting and discuss what we're going to do kind of organization. Right, right, right. And plus, he he's a very much a, a reactionary type person too. You know, he, he yes. he's yes. yeah yeah. Um, so he's going to head out. They show him heading out with Davos and a group of men at arms, and Sansa is now. Uh, the the uh, formidable head of Winterfell until he comes back, or or, or all the North for that matter, um, and that's where it le- leaves off in that story. Uh, so there, we're going to see a union or or a meeting, I should say, of John and Daenerys, assuming nothing happens uh, on the way down to um, Dragonstone. Hopefully, he's using warp speed, so we won't more. 
Yeah, hopefully he'll be there next into week. anybody. Right, right, right. Yeah, we'll we'll see him there next week. Probably. Yeah, I yeah. think they show it in the in the footage. Is oh, okay. I haven't seen that yet. In the next week footage, I think they, they they there's something that implies he's there. I don't remember exactly the shot. Okay. Uh, anything um, else? Oh, go on. Well, I did, I did think it was fortunate that even though neither Lord Tyrion nor uh, Jon Snow, to the best of my knowledge, it has uh, HBO Go, HBO Now, or the Game of Thrones collection on DVD or Blu-ray, they all remember that they both managed to remember the exact quote from season one uh, for that letter. That was very helpful. That's a pretty memorable quote, to be fair. Well, what, well, is the, what is the, the quote? The quote was, all, all, bastard, all dwarves are bastards in their father's eyes. Oh, yeah. Eyes. Yeah, yeah, it was a good quote, and I do remember it. At, once they said it in this episode, I remembered it, even though it was seven years ago. Yeah, how bad would it be though if one of them forgot the wording? It would have. <laughs> right. No, I remember he said, "All little people are bastards in their father's eyes." I'm pretty sure that's what he said. He's clearly sending me a message that it's a trap. <laughs> now, uh, any anything else about Winterfell, Sansa, John, and all those folk, or do we want to go to Cersei's? At King's Landing next. I just think it's going to be kind of rough having Sansa in charge at Winterfell. All right, fair enough. I, I think it'll be fine. You think it will be tough, uh, and we'll find out. Um, hopefully next week, uh, because everything's warp speed. Um, so we, actually, we do have uh, one other thing too. Besides King's Landing, we do have uh, Old Town, where Sam and Jorah are, and then we have. Oh, uh, yes. Then we have. The big scene at the end. Uh, do we? Yeah. All right. Let's do the Sam scene first because that one is another independent scene, like the Arya scenes. And that we, was rough. That it was rough. rough. Oh, it uh, makes me cringe at this point. But that made me cringe. Yeah. Sam, Sam takes a moment to uh, do his best impersonation of a Bolton. Uh, <laughs> by by, which I remember they were the Flayed Men. So he. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, decides, hey, I found the cure for grayscale. We just have to skin you alive. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, So that Sam, was Sam finds this old, uh, this old treatment for grayscale in the books uh, and starts talking to the Archvacer about it. And the Archvacer's talking about the guy that wrote the book. I thought that was, this was kind of funny, actually. He goes, yes, did you have to read far enough to see how, how the author died? And he's like, no. And he's like, grayscale. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. But uh, Sam is not to be deterred. And he sneaks all the ingredients he needs, plus a, uh, a nice sharp knife, uh, into Jorah's cell. Um, and uh, and basically gives him something to bite on. And says, uh, yeah, I'm not supposed to be doing this, so don't scream. And proceeds cutting all the grayscale affected skin off of Jorah, which at this point is pretty much half of his body. Um, yeah. And then they gave us this beautiful, the, the editors this season are just totally fucking with us. Because uh, for, first there was that whole poop stew montage last week. And then this season, or this episode, they, they cut from uh, Sam cutting into the grayscale to somebody... I think it was Arya uh, cutting cutting into her her pie. Uh, it was uh, it was the, the it was people in the same building as, as Arya. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was pretty uh, gross. Um, I, I think yeah. I think the the most important thing um, about this whole scene, besides the the 
the new transitions they like doing, as you said, Eric, um, is how Sam and Jorah meet because Jorah is the son of uh, the, the original uh, head of the King's, the Night's Watch. And he was a Mormon. And Sam came, you know, knew that when he found that out, he goes, uh, uh, what's your name? Jorah, Jorah Mormon. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the look on, on Sam's eyes was like, oh, I got to help this guy. And, right, right. yeah, and it, it was a great line, too, where Sam goes, uh, Jorah, you're, Jorah Mormon, you're not going to die today. And that's why, you know, because he's coming to help him and stuff. Um, so I thought that connection was really good because Sam knows the father and this is the son. So I, I don't know. I, I, felt, I felt that was strong and that was the motivation that made Sam do it was because it was, the son of a man that he respected. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it'll be interesting have... to see what the uh, follow-up to that is, because uh, he didn't have permission to do it, and uh, pretty much I was under the impression that the Archmaester was pretty much giving uh, Jorah the night to commit suicide, um, because in other words, they'd be sent off to uh, Valyria, where the stone men are. Oh, that's a good point, Eric. Yeah, so it's, is, it'll yeah. be curious to see whether the, the archmaster is willing to let Jorah stay and, and see if the treatment worked, uh, or send him off to the Valyria and what kind of punishment Sam is going to endure for having disobeyed. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm actually thinking that Jorah and Sam are going to leave together. Cause I think Sam's going to get kicked out. This is just a complete guess. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the two of them are going to head off together somewhere. They may split up eventually, but I think they're going to leave together. But that's just my guess. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Eric or Mike? I do think Sam's getting kicked out because he's got to be reunite, reunited with Jon Snow at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and he and I don't see them finding a way to fast forward through his entire education. And you know, uh, so yeah, I expect him to be either boot it out or expect him to leave because he gets too much resistance from the archmaesters who are, you know, hidebound by their rules. And honestly, the only thing we haven't gotten from this storyline yet that I thought might be important um, would be if somehow Sam unearthed the, uh, the forging method for Valerian steel Um I thought that might be a piece of knowledge he might uncover at the Citadel uh, before he returned to Jon Snow. Um, but if he gets kicked out next week, uh, unless he gets really lucky in a random book, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, and I suppose I think- if there is a shit ton of dragon glass at uh, Dragonstone, that could serve the same purpose. Well, now, here's my question. Would... Jorah being cured of grayscale make him immune to grayscale in the future? Huh. No idea. Uh, I, I heard this theory too, Mike, um, th- because I was listening to some other Game of Thrones podcast where they're saying that there's a chance that if that's the case, he would head to Valyria, where the stone men are, that where he got touched, and he would try to collect all the Valyrian steel that's there, mm. and, he would, and he would be uh, immune to the stone Gotcha. Yeah, and that makes we, sense. Is, is Jorah um, has Jorah had any experience with the with White Walkers? 
No. 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 Okay. I'm just wondering if he'll be on board with the whole let's do anything to stop this encroaching uh, White Walker army. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his his house, Bear Island, where where the Mormonts are from, are I think the furthest north, at least on the west side of Westeros. Mm-hmm. Further, so they're they're literally right near the wall. Um, mm-hmm. But again, but yeah, I don't think he's had any experience. Um, I know his his father has, as as we we know, um, because Craster's Keep, where they were giving the babies away and 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 to burn the bodies because it's probably whites every time someone dies. So, uh, but I don't think Mormont Jorah does though. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever. Sam, I mean, you never know though, right? I mean, if Sam. If he believes Sam, and Sam is now his new hero because Sam saved him, assuming this, that's what happened. Well, and and what is uh, what? Sorry, I, this just popped into my head. Uh, what is what is Jorah's relation to uh, Liana Mormont? That's his uh, niece. His niece, yeah. Exactly. Okay, yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, because what happened was is what I read through uh, the wiki, Ice and Fire, is that Jorah. Wiki, wiki. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jorah became. His father gave up the, the the house head and gave it to Jorah, and then his father joined the the Night's Watch for some reason. And Jorah was the head of Bear Island and the Mormonts, but then he uh, got into the slave trading. And, right, that's why he was disowned. Yeah, and he was, and that's illegal, and at least in the north. And so he was uh, forced to abdicate, and and he gave it to his niece, which is Lady Mormont. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, oh, so is it is? Wait a minute. John's carrying his father's sword right now, right? That's yep. exactly right. Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's that, all coming back to me. Yeah. yeah there you go. Um, well, it has been six years, right? So seven years. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Got to stop and rewind every now and then. Yeah, 61 hours. So, or actually, 62 hours after this episode. Right. Um, now, uh, anything else about Sam and Jorah? But one thing I, I did mention there, Eric, was, yeah, maybe Jorah will get on board because Sam has seen White Walkers, and Sam also knew his father, and Sam also saved him. So maybe he, maybe they're going to head straight north, both of them, instead of... Um, to, unless... Well, unless... unless, unless Sam has some way of knowing that that's not where John is anymore. Yeah, I think they'll head for uh, Winterfell. Right, right. Unless uh, oh, they could head straight to Dragonstone because you're right because that's where the the Obsidian is. Uh, uh, maybe, uh, but again, I don't know how uh, communication works in Westeros at this point. So instant Crow. He... <laughs> yeah, right. Or instant Raven, rather. Sorry. Uh, so I, I don't know if he'd have a way of knowing that John had headed there already. Um. But also, if uh, if the plan was to send Jorah to Valyria, maybe they'll be so angry at Sam that they'll uh, they'll just take them both over there. Yeah, and be like, "See ya, have fun in Valyria." Yep. All right, so that's the um, the old town. So I guess we'll do King's Landing, and then we'll we'll talk about the 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 scene at the end. Yes. Um, Mike, you were the one that brought up uh, the stuff about Cersei's and how we got to watch out for the illegal invaders. Uh, so why don't you set this one up here? 
well, that's what she's doing. She's she is um, a not terribly popular leader, uh, as we have been told, and we can probably guess because she murdered everybody. Um, and she murdered people. And as much as you hated, um, the, what's his name? The, the, the Sparrow, the High Sparrow. Oh, I understand that guy. I understand that. But he was winning over the people, as, of course, was Lady Marjorie. And I don't know that, um, and Tommen, they love Tommen. And I don't know that, and, and the people hated Cersei to begin with, and I don't know that, that she has lied in any way or tried to say, it was a bad uh, gas leak, you know. It's. I think everyone knows that she killed them, and even if she didn't, people being people are going to conspire that she did it anyway, which would be good because she did. Um, so she doesn't have the people's support. So to get the people's support, she's trying to uh, rally them by terrifying them. But she's terrifying them with what is a particular view of the truth. Um, that is that she's reminding them that this is the daughter of the Mad King. Yep. That, you know, she crucified the slavers, the, the noblemen. She doesn't say that they were slavers. The noblemen in Marine. Uh, she did, I think, distort one thing somewhere, claim something that was really bad out of context, but it doesn't really matter. She's basically playing Danny's worst hits and playing them in the worst light possible and how she's going to march her army of Unsullied and so forth up and foreign invaders and conquer, try to conquer Westeros. Um, Makes sense to me. And she's doing it, but she, and she's playing it all in the, uh, in, as you would, in the worst light possible, which is, of course, the problem that, you know, Danny had. We saw her crucify the, the, the slavers in Marine, and in her mind, you could kind of see how at the time that might have seemed like a logical case of an eye for an eye or, or vengeance or justice uh, and then but then she learned later and had pointed out to her how really no that was kind of fucked up to do that um, <laughs> and she kind of go yeah okay you're right I, that was bad it was a learning moment for her we know that she probably wouldn't do it again or at least not as she is right now maybe something will change um, but that's nevertheless she does it and does that to rally her her bannerman, what's left, and then they have a great scene, I thought, with um, uh, Jamie Brethands and uh, <laughs> and Sam's father. Uh, I can't remember what his name, what Tarly it was. Right. Uh, and they there they talk again about the past and how the elder Tarly was, you know, supposed to be the greatest swordsman, and he's the only one, and <laughs> that he beat Robert Baratheon. Which, by the way, would imply that he was fighting for the Targaryens, right? Yep. During the Robert's Rebellion. Uh, but they want to make sure he's on board with them. And how short answer was no, wasn't it? Uh, no, short answer was uh, maybe was right. you know that well, well he, didn't, he didn't want to betray Lady. Elena, because he already pledged loyalty to her. Yeah, she's, the, she's the biggest house in that kingdom. And also, he's been friends with her since they were children. And then Jamie has a great line. He goes, yes, but you also ple uh, pledged allegiance to the crown. And, and you know, in theory, the, the, the federal government is more powerful than the state government, right? So, and, theory, and I'm going to be needing a new pest secretary or whatever it was. I'm going to need be needing a new. Basically, he's so, going to be be the, um, the 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 secretary of state 
not, not to, yeah, it, it was either that or is the um the, the head, head of, of the army head, head of the military, yeah, yeah. Right. What's the chief of staff? The chief? No, the chief. I, I don't know what it's called, but you know, it'd be like the secretary of defense or something along or well, joint chiefs of staff or something. But basically, you're going to get a big ass fucking promotion out of this. Yeah. Um, and and by the way, and of course, there's also the implicit well of the Olenas are gone. On, and there's going to be a whole lot of vacant power structures here. We're going to need to be having our loyal people fill. And so he kind of gets his. Seems to, I get the sense that he's gotten his support. He's bribed him to be loyal. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and, and it's honestly, it's a smart thing in my opinion because it's like, do you, do you join up with the foreign invaders and betray the crown or or, or the government or? Do you? I mean, he's fucked either way, right? Because I mean, if he joins with the Lannisters, which you think would be the the nominal thing to do, because that's the government, um, then he's he's got dragons on his ass. But if he joins up with the Elena and the rest, then he's a traitor, just like they are. Mm-hmm. Depending on on your definition, you know. I mean, because if he's still going to King's Landing to t- discuss things. He hasn't. He still considers them the federal government. So, if he disobeys them, then he's a traitor, right? And and he's and uh, someone on one of the, my podcasts that I've I've watched, I mean listened to, made a good point too, which is he's similar to Ned Stark. He may be a shitty father to Sam, but he he's honorable when it comes to loyalties and. And things like that. He's he's like a Stannis or Ned Stark, where they follow everything by the book. I was going to say, I, I got the feeling that he doesn't really have a dog in this fight. He he prefers to sit the whole thing out. Yes, he, absolutely. Which would be the smartest thing of all, because it's like it's not his war, but unfortunately, it is his war because he's part of that kingdom. And and you're right, but I think he preferred to do nothing. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I can't blame him. Yeah. Yeah, uh, because both of them suck. It's like, well, I don't want the foreign invaders, <laughs> and, and I don't like you, Jamie. So it's like, I'm, you know, it's like, come on. Yeah, he's just in a bad place, and, yeah. and he doesn't even have his sword anymore. That's right; it was stolen. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's pretty much that. So it's really just setting up um, Cersei's and Jamie to try to get um, the wayward. Houses to stay with the the kingdom, basically. Mm-hmm. Is basically, what that scene is. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then that's it. And now it's just the the big scene at the end uh, that's left that we can discuss. Um, uh, now, Eric, it seems like you're in the minority because most of the reviews, because I went online and read, you know, the Forbes review and the, um, uh, oh, you know, the Slant review and the I- I- IGN review, you know, on and on, and they all thought this was the greatest scene in the history. Um, whether it was well, as they good, didn't think that, but yeah, whether it was as good I think as you're putting sl- your own slant on that, Phil. Right. Well, what they said was it was awesome, they, right? And but oh, I didn't say the the scene wasn't awesome. I said fuck that guy. <laughs> gotcha. All right. So let's, let's discuss. <laughs> so wait, 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 wait. Let me. Add, I got to ask you this. Yes. Uh, Eric, mm. you have the Sand Snakes fighting right, right, here right. on Greyjoy. Yeah, okay, who so do you, here, who, here's the thing. Who do you root for besides gonna, a bomb? I knew exactly. this was going to come up, so I'm going to communicate with you and Phil the only way that apparently you can communicate, which is with a World War II analogy. Thank you. Uh, 
<laughs> so if Stalin kills Hitler, it's like, yay, Hitler's dead. But does that really mean you got to like Stalin? No, no, no. I'm not saying I'm asking who are you rooting for to win? I'm not saying you have to like Stalin. I'm not saying you have to like Hitler. I'm just saying for you, which one was Hitler? Oh, that's a that's a really good question. Oh boy, who, which Sand of those snakes, Sand Snakes have taken up more of my time and done more damage to the show? Um, but I really fucking hate that douchebag. Um, oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's a tough call. Um, now, why do you hate that guy so much? He's such a douche. But he's he's fun. It oozes out of his pores the douchiness. He's awesome. He's a cocky bastard, but he can and he can back it up, which we saw this this week, which we hadn't really seen previously. Yeah, his entrance. Yeah. His entrance was awesome when it comes that thing. It, it that was. I'll give you. I'll, I'll give you that. It was awesome. Well, I like that he's like the new mad bastard. So we we lost basically about the time that we lost um, Joffrey was when we got uh, Ramsey. Here's the thing. And, and now that Ramsey's gone, we've got Euron, and he's a completely different bastard. But pro- he's probably as you know equally bad as those two, right? And that sadistic well, fuck. Technically, but, has he done anything terrible yet? Uh, he killed his own brother for one. Yeah. Well, that guy. First of all, that hunting down I, his niece and nephew too. Uh, well, I'll explain. Let's First of all, he killed his brother, but as we know, the Greyjoys are terrible. At least those Greyjoys. So getting yeah. rid of that guy was good because he was terrible. And then when he became king, his niece and nephew refused to accept it. Had they accepted it, there would have been no problem. No, that's not true, Phil. He was going to kill. The first him. thing he said after he got baptized was, "Where are my niece and nephew? Let's go murder them." And he <laughs> didn't even know they'd taken off yet. Well, Theon deserves to be killed anyway. He's a piece of garbage. So, well, okay, I'll go with you on that one. But I, I like Yara. Yeah, she's all right. But, I, but she's still a great joy. She's still a great joy. It's not like we. I like her watch better her. than all and, the other great joys. And I, and I want to point out, he didn't say. When he killed uh, Balon Greyjoy, he wouldn't say, you're a fucking bastard. I'm killing you and giving people rights and teaching them how to farm and live a nice, peaceful, civilized life. You know, he killed them because he wanted to be the bastard in charge. And he wanted to make the Greyjoys great again. Uh, Here's... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, that was That was a good one. Thank you. Uh, no, but here's here's why I hate him so much. It's because he's just too fucking happy for a bad guy. Uh, he's I love that. Always, he's he's always sashaying around, uh, being kind of like. At least uh, Joffrey was just a right bastard. Um, and what's his face? Ramsey. Uh, Bolton, Ramsey. Ramsey was a little, you know, had a little humorous edge to him, uh, but still he would get fucking tensed up. And uh, and a little pissy if somebody crossed him, and piss boy here doesn't seem to have any reaction to anything other than to be a uh, dancy little douche boy. So, but, but that's what's great about him because that's he's, what he, sucks he, about him. He's not a bastard, so he doesn't no have range. all these. He doesn't have these issues. Mental he might issues. as well be a fucking leprechaun. I don't understand your problem. I, I don't. I don't understand that one either. He's 
<laughs> he's, he's, he's a happy him. villain. You don't like him because he's a happy villain. I don't exactly. get it. I don't like him because he's a happy villain. <laughs> Fuck that guy. He's but a that's piss awesome. boy. He's it's... a piss boy. <laughs> but you know what? As I stated offline to you, Eric, um, anything that's a problem with him is forgiven because he got rid of the entire Dawn story in one stroke. And all he the grit. Yet, though. They're not all dead. Yeah, but it's they're, they're basically gone. But 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 I am glad that that happened. I just am pissed that he gets credit for it because he he's a fucking douche. He's awesome. He's the best. I guess you like douches. <laughs> no, I just like his. He's he's a you great like character. Him. You like douchebags, dude. He's the greatest. He's a character. douche. Oh. Fuck that guy. <laughs> 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 all right, fair enough. Um, all right, so let's talk about the scene. Let's talk about the scene. So Eric, as we discussed, uh, does not like um, y- Euron Greyjoy. Much. In case I hadn't been clear about that. <laughs> right, right, fair enough. I'm yeah. glad we straightened that out. <laughs> <laughs> right, I- I'm still not 100% sure why, but that's that's fair. You just don't like it. That's good. Um, so let's talk about this whole scene. The whole scene was interesting at the beginning weird because there was there was tension between theon and yara but also um some not it was it was just weird because at one moment she's saying he's he's going to be my hand and all this other stuff basically and then the next moment he she's rubbing in the fact that she's going to be the queen and you're just this whatever and you can't have sex because you have no cock again though a lot of this is is his own fault because mm. you know, if he wasn't an idiot, he'd still be uh, with Jon Snow up in Winterfell, <laughs> right? So the setup is: is Alaria and Yara about to have sex, and then there's a bang. Something hits the ship. Another bang. That's another reason to hate Piss Boy because he interrupted that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, I'll give you that. Okay, that's that's a yeah. few. Uh, well, it's first of all, I want to say I don't like hating characters. I don't. Right, right. And I don't mean like hate them like I hated Joffrey. I I I oh, love to hate. was great. Yeah, but, right. But... I we we loved Joffrey because we love to hate Joffrey. We love to right. hate Ramsay Bolton. Right. We love oh, to hate Bruce awesome Bolton. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love to awesome. hate Sansa Stark. But hey, I take that back. <laughs> <laughs> you bet you, you know, say tie one Lannister. Right. No, you know, no, he said it right. So oh, all right, so we we we, we and, and and if you don't love the character, well at least we could be kind of indifferent to the character. I don't like a character that I hate them just being on the screen, them being part of the story. And right. I can't imagine that they have ever intentionally tried to write the Sand Snakes to be characters that we all just hate. And, and, and their and mother, yet, too. And the mother, too. And the mo- Well, the mother is an in- the mother I'm indifferent towards. The Sand Snakes. And so you yes. get to this scene oh of them cutting in and you just, Mommy, Mommy, Mommy. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh my, it, was like, it was like 31. I, I that think scene they, I 31, think they did that on purpose so we'd be glad when they died. Oh, my. We would have been just Oh, they just did a title card that said, and the Sand Snakes drowned at sea. We would have been fine with that. 
Uh, it's like, mommy, 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 God, it's like, uh, could you try, I mean, we, I, but you're right, Eric, it's like, I, I had to ask, I mean, are they, at this point, are they trying to write the Sand Snakes to be the worst possible characters and the most, I, uh, I hated, I, oh my God, it was, that was so awful. Oh, how could you? Sorry. How could you not know? And don't tell me that they don't know how to write strong women because they obviously do. I, I, I don't. I don't. I, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I'll really be over soon. I don't think it has anything to do with gender, but but yeah, it's just it's just terrible characters. It's just horrible. <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't get it. Uh, awful! 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 Fluffy. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, it's nothing against the actresses. I mean, they're all they're they're good actresses generally, and they're they're pretty and all this other good stuff, and they they kick ass. But they're they're yeah, what they have to say is just terrible. Mm. You just, need a bad pussy. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Jesus! Oh God! It, yeah, it, it is just terrible. Uh, we find, find, please find someone who is not related to those actresses or those actresses themselves. Find somebody who is sad to see them go. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Yeah, besides their siblings. <laughs> their, their real life family. Or anybody that has it that could be financially profiting their agents, you yeah. know. Mm. Right, right. Besides, you know, uh, yeah. find, find someone who is an unattached fan. It's like, no, right. man, I love the Sand Snakes. It's the whole reason I watch Game of Thrones with more sand snakes. <laughs> I don't think I love true. it because I love the idea of the sand snakes. Yeah, yeah. But no. Yeah, they're just they're just terrible. So anyway, um, it sets up. Yeah, that the sand snakes and Yara's. I don't. I don't know. Is it just Yara's? fleet or is it the entire dawn army on i was the fleet unclear too? because of the speed with which people have been making travels recently yeah <laughs> I, I don't know if that was the whole fleet on its way to westeros yeah. uh or if they were on their way to pick up troops right i don't know either so yeah so they were leaving dragonstone and they were heading either to king's landing with the troops or they were heading to dawn to pick up the troops we don't know um but either way, uh, the f- important characters of the three sand snakes, Alaria, which is the the queen of dawn, or or, or the, the head of lady of dawn, and then the the two Greyjoys, Theon and Yara. Um, so wait, let's talk about the battle. Let's let's talk about it. I mean, the entrance was awesome, dude. The best entrance ever. Well, what is that thing called? I A boat. Know. Yeah, but that thing. Oh, no, that, but the that, part that claw, of the boat that came yeah, slamming that, down. Oh, they do. They do reference it in the if you, in the making of thing for the Game of Thrones episode. Okay. Um, I, well, of course it would be the Game of Thrones episode. That was dumb. Um, I don't, but I can't remember what they called it. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, I have it. I've got, but I've it got has it. a name like a transom. I know it's not a transom, Trans- but it has a name like that or something. Yeah. Uh, if okay. you give me a second, I can probably find it. Um. But yeah, that was pretty. It was that was definitely awesome. It, it was, was pretty awesome. cool. Yeah, it, the Euron in this scene reminds me of the, of the the guy in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, the guy that pulls the heart out in his manacle laugh, and he's going. Ah! I don't and know. I just saw him. Also, Doom, I think was his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. Yeah, he reminded me of him. But he was like, this was like his Super Bowl. You know, he was like. 
I mean, because this was it, you know, I mean, he was cheered, he was out there, it was like, yeah, so that this is his Super Bowl, and so he was out there to win. That's right. Uh, I will say I thought it was, um, I, I thought it was a very believable moment when all the fighting is done, and he's got a knife at Yara's throat, and he basically challenges Theon head to head, and Theon's just like, Nope, and jumps right off the boat. <laughs> oh, and then his laugh, and then Euron's laugh when he does it. He's I was just like, like ah! "Well, yep, that's a pretty Theon move." Uh, and the look on Yara's face, she's just so fucking pissed. Well, she knows she's dead, basically. Uh, oh, and, and then I was cheering like when he killed the two stand states with their own weapons. I was <laughs> right. like, "Yes!" I was. I, I, I don't know if. if People down the street heard me screaming and cheering, but <laughs> I, I think I may have woke my kids up too when they were sleeping. Well, yeah, I mean, he just charges in like a maniac, and the look on his face <laughs> is awesome. Is is terrific, and it, I mean, it helps. He's got these eyes just bugging yeah. out, yes, framed yes. in blood. Right. Um, awesome. And and he's having a lot of fun. And if you watch the behind the scenes thing, they say that the whole point. It was originally there. The plan, rather, was to focus on Yara, and they realized that he was just too good, and so they switched it to focusing on the three characters and focusing on those those three characters. But originally, it was just supposed to be focusing on Yara herself. Oh, they, yeah, um, it was the smart move. This Pilo Asbeck, uh, the the actor that that plays Yarn, um, uh, you guys may have seen. Uh, Ghost in the Shell. He, he was he was um, Scarlett Johansson's. Uh, did see Oh, you haven't seen. He, he was the, her his her partner in that film. So, so uh, that yeah, that was him. Yeah, the guy with the he, the little that he, he had blonde hair in that movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they, okay. Yeah. So, um, so he 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 was really good in that. So, um, uh, you knew he was going to be a good actor, but uh, it's like you said. Mike, he was like um, so awesome in this scene. You know, his sociopathic insanity is, and you know, rah rah Super Bowl. That, well, I, yeah, yeah, go on. Oh, I just love the even the ship coming in is this big. It's just such a great image when it first sails. Into oh the yeah, because it's complete darkness, and then suddenly the silhouette of the ship appears, and then. And then the the hammer thing, claw thing comes down, and he's on top of it, laughing and maniacally with the with the the axe in his hand. And it's got the the like the sails stuck out to the side, right? Which are just like making it even more. It just kind yeah. of looks like a lobster boat, except it has sails sticking all the way out, and which gives more of that imp- that Im- intimidation factor. Uh, and just and just to see you know it crashes in and and the thing that Eric and I are trying to remember the name for. Yeah, the claw thing. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, when the claw comes down, it kills a guy too. That was awesome. And and yeah, and again, the behind the scenes things. They say it's a it's a it's a big fuck you boat built by a big fuck you guy. <laughs> That's a pretty accurate description. Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, he basically wipes out Tyrion's entire plan of Dawn and Greyjoy armies to. It's now all left for Lady Olenna now to to try to circle King's Landing, it seems, is my guess. Well, here's where I was unclear. 
uh, as to what the scope of this battle actually was. Um, because I think uh, Piss Boy's main goal here was the Sand Snakes, uh, as the aforementioned gift to Cersei. Um, right. So I don't know how much of Yara's fleet was taken out with his attack. Because it was I th- dark. And I th- based it off I of don't the, know what was going on. Based off of that, the long view at, at when Theon's in the water, it mm. looks like the whole fleet's gone. Good well, there. I think that part of the fleet, the question is how many of how much of the fleet was in that right. flotilla. Um, I have a feeling we are going to get a scene next week of someone looking over a map saying something like, well, now that we've wiped out X number of ships, right. or, I, or I can't believe we lost the whole fleet, or... Right, right. That'll and that'll be, if not the first scene, that'll be one of the first three scenes we see next week. Right. And and the answer, I believe, Eric is Corvus. Corvus. C O R V U S was the name of the thing that comes down. Oh, oh, the, oh, the hand, yeah, the claw. And thing. is that its express purpose uh, for naval attack? Yes. Okay. I think so. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So, so you can board enemy ships. Um. But as we're, but maybe Gage Fultz, who, as we all know. Uh, Sails the seas, maybe maybe he knows. I don't think they have one of those on a nuclear submarine, but maybe. What do I know? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Gage, folks, uh, one of our listeners uh, who's in the U.S. Navy. Um, so, yeah. So, and you know what? He used to be stationed in in uh, right outside of Mystic, Connecticut. You know, he. he yeah, he was there for a number of years before they uh, shipped him over to Seattle. Um, so, yeah, basically people were saying, uh, originally, why does, would Cersei's want the Sand Snakes? And and then what it was is they killed her, his daughter. I mean, they killed her, her daughter. daughter. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. So this is this is a very good gift, actually. Well, yeah. she's also the head of Dorn. Yeah, well, which yes. is enemies. Uh, yeah, the enemy... Uh, had a state. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. So now, now, so we we already know the fate of the surviving Sand Snake, which is the actress that played Mia and me in uh, the children's show, um, and Alaria, which is they're going to be brought to to uh, Cersei's, and who knows what will happen there. I'm I'm thinking there's going to be another shame scene in the mountains, but we'll find out. Oh, I don't know. Shame. Cersei doesn't strike me as the subtle type. Uh, I think she's much more for torture rather than public humiliation. Well, that's what I'm. No, I don't mean that type of shame. I mean the mountain doing what he did to the nun in the. Oh, okay. I got you. So yeah, yeah, okay. Then we're on the same page. Yeah, yeah. Cersei's like, oh, oh no, you're not going to die today. (laughs) No, I have something (laughs) else for you. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, well, we yeah, I haven't seen her again. I wonder if she's still down there. <laughs> <laughs> I would not be surprised. I wouldn't either. Still alive, being tortured every day. Yeah. Oh, oh, or you know, maybe she enjoys it. it. Well, I know Cersei does because she goes down there probably and opens a little window and goes shame, shame, and the mountain's <laughs> going. <"Ugh." laughs> Wait, the mountain's going what? <laughs> <laughs> That is the best sound effect ever. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Oh shit! Uh, but imagine that the best day, best moment of Cersei's day every day is when she goes down to the dungeon to laugh at at the nun being raped. <laughs> that's horrible. <laughs> it is, but that's Cersei's for you. You know. Yeah. You 
It is. It is. It just, it just reminded me of a game. I don't know why of a Game of Thrones meme <laughs> that popped up on Facebook this week, which was a picture of the Hound smiling, and it's at the moment you realize you're no longer the ugly brother. <laughs> right. Yeah, I saw that one too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the other question is what, Yara. Now, what's going to happen to her? Um, right. So who knows if she may be brought too because she's the enemy of Cersei's as well. But who knows? Uh, I'm, or she could just be killed, or who knows? I don't know. I mean, it's curious. Whenever they leave characters to live, is either going to be a dramatic execution? Or they'll escape. I mean, one of the. I hope she is. I like Yara. I hope she escapes. I like her character, but I think we have to remember she's not the focal character of the Greyjoy story. That's still yeah. Theon. Right, right. And yeah. I, I don't mean to necessarily defend Theon here because he, his abandoning a ship was um, clearly cowardly. an act of. Was cowardly. It was an issue of him still of flashing back to the the trauma he's already been through. They were done anyway. It's like ah, oh, you're but, dead. Right, but but. But does anyone think that if that moment, or I don't know, remember if he had a weapon at that point or not, but assuming he was armed, does right. anyone think that Theon had a prayer no. against Euron in that no. second? That he had it, any hope of, of saving his sister? Actually, to be honest, for him to jump overboard actually probably saved his sister, because what would have happened was, if he came over to fight, Euron would have probably just slit the throat of the sister and then killed Theon. Yeah, you're probably right. You're right, and I don't. I don't believe that was his thinking. I believe he ran because he was afraid. I'm pretty sure that's 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 what they showed, and that's what the showrunners intended to show. Right. But I think it's going to end up being for the better in the long run. Though I don't know that because all it would have done is gotten both him and his sister killed. Right. Uh, although I I don't know that Yara is going to make it more anyway. than another episode or two. Although yeah. I, I am with Eric, I would like to see her continue to go on. Do you think Theon is going to try and save her, or do you think he'll just run away somewhere and curl up in a hole? I'm guessing he's going to head back to Winterfell and say, I should have just stayed with you guys. Because yeah, well, he, I can't do that without passing King's Landing, can he? I don't know. I mean, you could go around it, because he could he could go That's to the West Coast. a long Coast. trip, man. Winter's, yeah. winter's here. Well, he could, he could do the Scotty and get him beamed over there. <laughs> I'm thinking he's going to be bobbing in the ocean and then off in the distance he'll see a little rowboat come along and it'll be Gendry <laughs> and they're going to spend the next two seasons trying to so, figure out so, how the fuck to get to King's Landing so w- the thing is is well, yeah, Theon's story what, what is it right because th- there was no more reason to keep him alive than we're assuming if Yara is killed within the next two episodes he obviously, he has a more important thing to play in the end story. I, I, well, yeah, that's the question. It's whether his character is meant to be redeemed or not. Right. And does it even matter <laughs> at this point? Well, I don't, think you, they, they, I don't think you can do all of this to this character and spend so much time on this character for so long if there was not a plan to eventually have him do some sort of redemptive act. Right. Otherwise, I, hope I hope you're right. So the so that now but so he has to play a role in this somewhere, small or big. He has to play a role. So he's not done. Right. But now the question is, what I mean is, is ultimate betrayal came from him going back to his family, right, mm-hmm. and and siding with them, and now he's lost that. 
So the question, the, the real question is, where does he go from here? And I, I'm suspecting that his final fate won't will be about getting back to the Starks and not having to do with whether he's physically back with them or doing something to aid them, uh, right. rather yeah. than helping his sister and help and, and getting rid of Euron. Right. I, exactly. I think it's going to have something to do with the helping the saving the Starks or doing something for the Starks, because that was where his story began, at least from. Season one, and he—you're absolutely right, Mike. I think he's—he's he's done with his sister and Euron, and his story now is going to bridge off to something back to the north. Yeah, because let's be clear: as much as I like Yara as a character, she's still a pirate. She's still uh, a ruthless bitch, and she's still a Greyjoy. And she's still a Greyjoy, right? She's—she's right. she's not. She is. She is perhaps the best of the Greyjoys. Well, de- it depends that your is pers- not a very perspective. Good thing. I mean, Euron's still the best. I mean, I guess the best. But I know. I, I was, I was yeah. saying ethically, perhaps. Yeah. Right, right. Fuck right. that guy. <laughs> but right, right. I mean, yeah. So it, it'll her character may have. She's not a fan favorite, but she's definitely liked by a lot of viewers. So I don't know if it's like you said, Mike. Her character is. Not as important as she sometimes feels she is. So um, it wouldn't surprise me if if she goes or or survives. Either way, I mean, it's I I just remember something we forgot to talk about in another storyline: the sex scene. No, not that. Oh. Um, although we should talk about that. So oh, let's well, do. Well, she. Uh, I'm telling you. Just before we finish this, I do want to say that this. Was a beautifully filmed scene with the, the, just the, this very stark black and gold, stark color ah. palette. Yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, I, I, I just, oh, I that's a good point. Yeah. yeah, black. Yeah, right. It was very gold. Yeah, absolutely right mm-hmm. because of the fire. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ba- basically, we get a love scene between uh, Masandi and and Grey Worm. Um. Oh right, Little Worm. No worm. It definitely. Uh, Felt out of place. It's like, who cares about the storyline? But it was good because we got to see her naked. But besides that, it was like... Settle down, Phil. Settle down. Who cares? You've seen a boob before. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Maybe even two. <laughs> uh, no, but it was weird. It was a little... Uh, basically, the way he he posed it to her is that... Uh, She's his weakness because when they were being trained as the Unsullied, they always tried to find weaknesses in the soldier, and he didn't have one, but now he does because he cares about her. Uh, and they get all lovey-dovey. Um, and then they both get naked. Um, and Grey Worm does what he can. Since he doesn't have the equipment downstairs, he uh, goes to town using his mouth. Let's get it on. <laughs> so... Um, it it was interesting. I think this is uh, uh, people are really being stupid about this on the internet. Uh, they're they're like, oh well, he can't have desire because he had all his junk removed. Well, he might not have the same sex drive as a normal uh, uncastrated male, uh, but he can still well, I be. Think he can still too. be. Uh, I know, but he can still be. Uh, intimately attached to somebody. I would agree. Just because he doesn't have a penis doesn't mean he can't fall in love. Uh, 
so I think uh, the whole conversation about uh, this couldn't happen is just a stupid one. Well, your your biggest sex organ is still your brain. Yeah. Um, but but it's the hormones that that really do it. And, uh, well, the hormones think. help, but it's when you when someone because there there have been you know people in real life who are castrated. It does diminish the libido, but it's not going to necessarily completely get rid of it. Um, and that's something when people have talked um, about chemically castrating uh, sex offenders. You know, it doesn't necessarily stop them from sex offending again. Um, it drives down the sex, and it's going to be different results for different people. If you look at Varys, it seems to have extinguished that completely, but he's also probably never found a person like Missendi that he's cared about. Who knows if he would respond differently if he had. But he's, he's, in this case, yeah, you can have a romantic relationship. We don't know if she can do anything for him. Right. Um, I guess there's still anal stimulation. But <laughs> uh, certainly he has uh, ten fingers and a tongue. There you go. So, and there, there, there are ways he can please her. And there are there is certainly satisfaction of a different of a sort to be found by doing that too. Right, he he could have gone. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe he did. <laughs> but <laughs> but either way, uh, everything is. is when this episode point. comes out, I gotta clip that out and make it a ringtone. There you go. That's awesome. <laughs> um, it's like like a like a fifteen year old boy the first time. <laughs> so I'm just imagining Eric is sitting like at dinner with his family, and the the phone goes off, and you hear. It's <laughs> like, hold on, it's Phil. I mean, oh shit. But uh, but uh, the thing is, is that yeah, I mean, it's the scene and everything you said is is correct, Mike. But it, it I mean, it's was not necessary. I mean, it, no, I've read some places that some people liked it because it slowed down everything and it's a different feel than the rest of Game of Thrones. But other people said it's like we don't care about these characters. Let's go look at you know more important stuff. Well, I'm, some people I'm care about those characters. That. I know. I, I'm more on the other page of. I didn't need that scene, but uh, yeah. it was well done. Um, yeah, I was, well, I was. A lot of people were saying they were hoping to see what it would look like. The Ken doll. I thought they were going to show us for a minute, but then they um, didn't. Uh, well, because they spent the money on the wolf, <laughs> right? And the actor was not volunteering to do it the practical mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Um, I say I don't mind it because we haven't seen. Well, again, we're still in the early in the season. These are two characters. They've been developing the storyline. It'd be irresponsible for them to just completely drop it. And it makes sense. We want something from a f- somebody going into battle instead of just the people sitting, you know, in the capital. And that perspective and what what is the risk and what you know g- give you some of that personal attachment. So that when we do see him next week or the week after Storm King at King's Landing. Then we have that little bit of, you know, uh, more cons- care and concern. Will he get back to Melisandre, or at least can they send his hands back? Um, <laughs> you know, or not. And if he dies, then it'll have 
a bit more impact than if he doesn't. And it's it's a small thing, and I get people aren't that interested in it, and they're not spending a whole episode on it though. Right. And I would t- and I would take ten of those scenes before one more line of dialogue from a fucking sand snake. <laughs> That's true, and, and and to be honest, you get to see a, a hot naked chick, and there's nothing wrong for me to say that because there was equal opportunity because you got to see the guy I knew too. So uh, um, they got to see all the good stuff too. Um, no, they didn't. Well, he doesn't have any good stuff to show. <laughs> it's gone, dude. It's gone. Oh boy. Jeez. Anyway, right, but I fun. think you're going to talk about that. Um, the Baelish Jon Snow scene, Eric, was what you think? No. Oh, that wasn't um, uh, I was going to talk about the f- fucking weapon that Kyburn made. Oh, that's awesome scene. That was the best. So, uh, yeah, let's talk about this. Kyburn is the best. I love that guy. Good. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about that scene. So, um, here's, here's what I expect is going to happen. Uh, the dragons will attack. And Kyburn will be, wait a second, we have to get this thing out of the basement. <laughs> they will drag up this heavy-ass crossbow. Mm. And then they'll say, excuse me, Mr. Dragon, could you please land and sit perfectly still for a moment and stare directly into the bolt? <laughs> well, the dr- dragons are stupid, right? They're not airplanes. Not that stupid! <laughs> dragons dragons will, will come, land and they'll do whatever, and all you have to do is point it at it and shoot, and it's dead. I don't know if it's that simple. Um, Because you don't have to shoot it while it's flying. It could just be hanging out on the side there and you shoot it, you know, like, like, so do you really think the dragon is going to land in front of that thing and not torch whoever's uh, aiming it? it The dragon's not going to sit there and get shot with it. Certainly not all three of them will. (laughs) And all all I'm going to say is, is if that weapon gets used, uh, I will be bummed if a dragon dies, no matter which one, but I will be downright pissed if it's Drogon. Drogon's done it some shit. Drogon. He's cool. Uh, so, I mean, if you need to kill one of the other two dragons, we, we don't really have an attachment to them necessarily, uh, but I have an attachment to Drogon. It better not I'm, be him. I'm imagining it'll be Viseron, because he was such a bitch. <laughs> the Viserys, right? It's his namesake. But, no, it's, I mean... He's shot into the skull of a dragon that had been dead for 300 years or so, has no meat on it, isn't moving. You know, oh. it's not exact. It's not, it's not the, I'm saying the, the effect is not going to be as dramatic on a real live dragon as you saw there. Um, and they say, well, the he, dragon got his hide pierced by spears. Well, he was a smaller dragon then, and he will oh. be a bigger dragon by the end of the season. I think that weapon could be effective, uh, but I understand your point of getting a, a, sh- a well-aimed shot off at a at a dragon that's just awake <laughs> might be difficult. And I think what they'll get is one shot. Once the dragons, even if they take, no, they may maybe they get a lucky shot and they take a dragon out with it. I was going to say they better kill it with the first shot because uh, yeah. once After he that, realizes where the fuck that thing came from, he's he's uh, yeah, going to warm things up a little bit. Well, it's, either it's, way, it's just not the greatest plan in the world. It's 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 put it this way: it Wait. is forward thinking. <laughs> we'll just use this crossbow, only bigger. That's that's not a. It's like, well, I mean, at least he didn't go with a four hundred pound battle axe or something. That guy's <laughs> uh, 
It's a big-ass knife. We're going to kill it with a big-ass... It's a 10-foot-long knife. We're going to step... But It's uh, a 40-foot spear we're going to put on the front wall of the castle and just hope the dragon flies into it. Right. This is better. This is <laughs> a missile weapon. They're going to be dropping like flies. It's going to get them right in the eye. Oh, okay. Cersei's is going to kill them all. Whatever. Yeah. But either way, <laughs> either way, he's being proactive, and um, it's it's also a Chekhov's gun. So it's it's a very important moment. Right. That's why I wanted to make sure we talked about it. Yes. Yes. And Quayburn is, is the best. Or Quayburn, or how you pronounce his name. Um, which, which, if, you, by the way, if you like creepy murderers, then yes, Kyburn's the best. Oh, I love the the bad guys on this TV show. <laughs> I know you're awesome. Fucking weirdo. R- Ramsey was great. Joffrey was great. <laughs> Tywin was great. Ross Rose Bowden was awesome. I bet they were awesome. Oh my god, Walder Frey. That guy was the best. I'm telling you, this show has some of the best villains ever. <laughs> but this leads me to. Um, what might be a spoiler? It's a something in the books that I'm guessing is not popping up the, now. The Griff? No, I've okay. read the books, but I'll I'll be honest, I don't remember much of what happened past book three because they were so fucking boring. There was a um, a storyline, I guess, where uh, Euron gets a horn oh, yeah. that has the ability to control dragons. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That, actually, I, he's supposed to have it at when he became king. At when you become king or queen, you're supposed to blow it, and and it was there, but they didn't show it in the show. They they wrote it out of the show. Right, and that's what people thought his gift was going to be. Okay. Uh, and that rumor had been going around, and I'd heard that one. Right, right. Um. So. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm just saying. So that was out. There. I don't think they're going to end up now going with that, but to me, that seems like a better, better weapon than a fucking crossbow. Yeah, but I, I don't think it's going to be in the show. I think it's been written out. That's just my guess because we haven't. Uh, been... I think you're probably right. Yeah, um, things have been written out, like ladies don't hurt. And to go the Griff, the Griff. Mm-hmm. Um, now uh, we got an email here. Let me read this email uh, from Sean Fox, uh, and this is what he has to say. He goes, uh, "You know nothing, Jon Snow. Stormborn is uh, the title. Hey gang, another episode complete." And I look forward to your thoughts on all that took place. As mentioned on the Facebook, I am not a fan of Euron. I know he became a fan favorite, but I thought he was just stupid and annoying. Yeah, fuck that guy. Then, this week, he did something so completely unbelievable. And then he, in parentheses, he, wrote, he writes dramatic pause. And totally redeemed himself by killing two thirds of the vile oh, and fuck e- that guy. even more annoying bland snakes. Not <laughs> sand, but bland snakes. After this one act, no matter what else he does in the future, he has my admiration and respect. And I have to agree hundred percent. All because he is. So you're saving- gonna like Stalin just because he killed Hitler. Fucking great. All because he is saving me the future despair and pain of having to watch their stupid, bland snake antics ever again. The other storyline progressions were satisfying, especially my actual true favorite moment of seeing Nymeria safe and sound. As a viewer who has yelled in angry fury each time one of the direwolves was murdered, 
Her return was a very happy moment for me. Hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, and maybe even for some the same reasons like, for instance, the subtraction of the annoying Dawn people. Thanks, as always, for all you guys do to make each podcast fantastic while you add to it with all the fun stuff on Facebook. Until next week, I hope you all have a great week ahead and that Episode 3, The Queen's Justice, will continue the upswing of awesome. And also, go Team Night King. Sean from St. Alberta. St. Albert, Alberta, Canada. Yeah, very good. Um, I would uh, state that um, he did bring up the title of next week's episode, The Queen's Justice, which mm-hmm. is basically this important thing, Eric. Cersei's will kill them all. Uh, okay, whatever. Uh, You're delusional, but we know this already. Well, you know, it's it's all fun. A lot, a lot of this... <laughs> I'm, I try. I'm trying not to get too attached to characters because if they die, I'll be depressed. So, uh, as long as Sansa survives, uh, I'll be happy. But if anybody else dies, I'll be. Eh, that's what happens. <laughs> Though I don't want Cersei's or what? Well, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, all the bad people I don't want killed because they're entertaining, and I don't want Jamie to get killed too. He because he's he's good. I think he's gonna he's redeemed himself. Uh, who's such a strange man. Well, yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, thank you, Sean Fox. Uh, any anybody have comments on Sean's email about Nymeria as possibly one of the most satisfying moments of the episode? Uh, I was I was happy to see Nymeria again. I'll be happier if it actually has a plot point later. Yeah, I, I'd I'd be happy if she comes back at some point. Uh, that that'd be I'm with Eric. It, it, I wanted I was happy to see her back. I was disappointed to see her leave. I really want to see her come back again. I would like to see her and uh, um, John's Wolf. Yeah, Ghost, thank you. Uh, meet up again, too. That would be cool. That would be cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just read something earlier about uh, the, the showrunners actually just st- stating flat out, yes, everybody is right. We don't show the direwolves a lot because they're really fucking hard to do and expensive. <laughs> So at least, at least but, it's telling the truth, right? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like, so you know what? Yeah, we we got to do what we got to do. So sorry, you don't get as much child wolves as you want, but it's not going to change. <laughs> yep. Um, anything else that thoughts? Uh, any predictions for next week? Uh, anyone? Anyone? Um, I wonder. If, I if- think that. Do you think Danny uh, will will disown Tyrion for for screwing up? What? No. Okay. Uh, I think that John will meet with Danny, and the two of them will uh, start to form an alliance. Um, either that, or John will get cocky and uh, get himself in trouble with Danny. That could go either way, depending on what kind of mood John's in. Uh, I think Littlefinger will start whispering in Sansa's ear, and she will do something foolish. I think Arya will continue her travels and nothing of consequence will happen yet. Uh, I think Euron brings the Sand Snakes and Yara in front of Cersei. And what am I forgetting about here? Um, oh, I, I, you know, I, I honestly don't know what's going to happen with uh, Sam and Jorah, but I, I, I anticipate 
one way or another, they won't be at the Citadel anymore. Yeah, all those predictions are pretty pretty good ones, Ark. I, I, I could get on board with all of them, and, and not on board because I, I want them to happen that way, but on board because they all make sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, what about you, Mike? Any, anything else you wanted to add to that? I'm hoping Jamie has has a bigger role and that Braun will make appearance. Myself. Uh, what about you, Mike? Yeah. Yeah, I would like to see Brian call somebody a cunt, but um, <laughs> it's been a while. Guy. Oh, we didn't get any hound this episode, did we? Yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. Huh. He'll be back. Whew. Um, I'm trying to think. What? It, well, I mean, you're going to have John meet with Danny. I I was just replying to a comment about this with to, to uh, Elizabeth Catherine Gray, but uh, I would not be surprised to see John taking the uh to Danny. I think John is at the point where he believes the North not the North, the uh the Whites and the Night King's army are so much of a threat that there is not much he would not give to, oh, to him. I, oh, you think he would take it the knee? I can't see that because the North never takes a knee. I don't think uh, I don't. I think I, I think if if Danny uh, were to agree to shift her uh, strategic uh, priorities to fighting that war against the impending army from the north rather than her conquest of Westeros, then John would bend a knee. I don't anticipate Danny doing that, so I don't think he will. Right, right. Yeah, and who the heck wants to bow to her? That's stupid. John is of the common sense. John is of the John is right now of the opinion. I would guess this is where I believe his mind is. Is that um that all you know is that the North won't matter if the the army gets down there if they cannot defeat the whites. There will be no North. There will be no South. There will be no Westeros. So to let well, that's not true. I mean, the, the Night's King could be a good leader. Uh-huh. Well. <laughs> But as they know it, that whoa, everything. Whoa, whoa. everything <laughs> All right, that's a fair point, Mike. That's everything, point. everything is rests on this, which is why he's going and not sending an emissary. Because yeah, um, right, right. Sansa would go, oh well, the North is never going to bow to a Targaryen, and it's like, no, fuck you. We need the dragons, or your ass is going to be, you're going to be the Ice Queen. You know, that's which I know Phil would be fine with. Uh, uh, and also, Phil, to your point of who would bend a knee to Danny, uh, people like to be on the winning side, and having an unsullied army, uh, a horde of Dothraki and three dragons is a pretty strong fucking hand. So, yeah, I'm betting there's people who would be perfectly willing. Yeah, but they're uh, foreign invaders, they're, she's a tyrant. I mean, I, I wouldn't have nothing to do you with You just that. don't like Danny. Uh, yes, I, I, I don't. That's true. That's true. I, I don't. I'm, I'm a Stark supporter. I'm, I'm the North. I'm for the North. I thought the he North. was with the Greyjoys. Well, you're on. He's good. He's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, I, I, I'm for the North or the villains. That's all I'm for. <laughs> one, of the, one or the other. One so the other. nothing that's ever going to actually happen at the end of the show. Well, the North. The North could, could, could do it. Huh? <laughs> okay. Or, or Jamie. Jamie would be good, too. Jamie. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Unless he joins with the North. 
Right, right. That's a good point. I'm honestly a little surprised that Jamie is um, as strongly allied with Cersei at this point as he is. I thought he would be much more upset about what occurred while he was away. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you would, you would think it's somewhat out of character. I would agree. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know what? So he's similar to Arya, right? Where he's sh- struggling back and forth. You know, spilt milk. It, it's yeah. done. Well, you know, it's done, well, right? Dead he kids, whatever. He can't, he can't undo it, and right. And so, what's the best option going forward? Kill her. That's the best option. He loves her. He won't. He should. Right. right. He should, but he won't. Right. Well, plus if he kills her, then he's out of power too, right? He's he's now a man of no house type kind of sort of. Ah, uh, I I don't know about that. Well, that's just as much claim to the throne as fucking Cersei has. Yeah, that's true. Or yeah, that's a good point. Or he could uh, just head back to Castle Rock and be the head over there. Too. Plus, he has a cock, which apparently is very important in this world. True, true. Especially, especially um, uh, with his sister. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's. I think I think Mike, you you kind of pinpointed it's like. It's already water under the bridge, and he has no other options at this point. And he also still, you know, loves his sister. You know, just similar to like a, a, a child finding out their father is a murderer in the mob. Um, you know, it's still your father type of thing. So I don't know. Um, all right. Uh, any further things anybody want to bring up? Anyone? Anyone? Nope. Mike. Nope. All right, sounds good. So uh, next week um, is episode three, which, I mean, there's only five episodes left of the season. It's crazy. Um, And uh, that's called The Queen's Justice, which probably means something to do with Cersei's as the lead character. Uh, Or Danny. Oh, yeah, you're right. Or Danny. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Uh, I'm just, the only reason I think it's Cersei's. Or or, Liana Mormont. Maybe no, no. She's she's the lady, lady Mormont. She's not our queen. She's not a queen. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but the only reason I think it's Cersei's is because episode two was called Stormborn. Mm. So I'm thinking they're going to switch perspective to the next. But who knows? Perhaps. Yeah, yeah. And, and we got to see the what happens to uh, um, the Sand Snake and Dawn people. Yeah, and I think I think this is the Queen's justice. That's why another thing too. So um, uh, now, but, now, just before before we we leave here, uh, as much as we all agree that the Sand Snake portion of this show has been horrible, um, I will say that uh, during the episode uh, "The Viper in the Mountain," um, that actress, uh, what is her name? Uh, Dara Varma, who plays Illyria Sand, um, at the climactic moment of that episode, she let out one of the most convincing, horrified screams I've ever witnessed on screen. Um, so whatever else may have happened with, with all the sand snakes and everything, I will give her that moment. What, 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 repeat that once more, Eric. It was exactly what? Uh, basically, when 
the mountain wins the fight. <laughs> she, because Oberon was her. her you lover. raped her. You yeah. murdered her. You oh, killed the oh, children. Oh, oh, you mean the scream? Yeah, whatever expression. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was funny as hell. I don't know if funny is the word I would use to describe it, uh, but it was a very convincing, horrified scream. This is true. This is true. That was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> it was. <laughs> All right, I, but, but I still don't know if I'd use the word funny. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. Well, well, you, well, you might want to seek some therapy, Phil. I'm, 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 well, it's, again, it's only characters on, on a TV show, but I, I'm wondering if she's going to do that same scream when, when she's put down next to the nun. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking is going to happen. She might say that too. <laughs> because, because the nun scream. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. It, I, just, I, just, it, I prefer not to think about what's going on in that dungeon. Yeah, yeah. Cer- Cersei's likes it, I'll tell you that. She's laughing her ass off. Oh, man. <laughs> she is one sick fuck when you think of it. But you know yes. what? Yes, she is. Yeah. I mean, that, that nun was a piece of garbage, for no doubt. But, but yeah, it's the revenge. It's like, whoa. Anyway. Whoa, yes. Yeah, not good. All right, so uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, but you can catch us on Dark Discussions, uh, where we will have another feature review of uh, a movie uh, so uh, listen to us there until next week and uh, with that stated Eric why don't you lead us out alright thanks for tuning in and listening to us talk about Stormborn uh, come back next week we'll talk about the Queen's Justice Justice